Hey everyone, it's Trang here and welcome to my podcast, Tape This, where I interview local artists and learn more about them. Today I have Roman Defro with me and Roman is a rapper, producer, interviewer, and overall artist. How are you doing today, Roman? I am excellent. You know, it's actually, today's actually been a pretty good day. Good. A very chill and unproductive day. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. I think I'm <laughs> yeah, okay with that. Yeah, I think we all need those days, especially with, from what I gather, you are a very busy person. You do a lot. Um, so actually, if you don't mind, let's have you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what all you do. So for one, um, when I'm not usually busy and I just need some downtime before we get into the, you know, the busy and all the, the craziness. Um, I do like gaming. Um, okay. It's actually a form of stress relief for me. Wow. Um, I So, for those that don't know, mm-hmm. um, I used to, like before um, I, you know, graduated high school, I got accepted to Lamar and SFA for video game design. Oh my gosh, wow. What? And yeah, so a lot of people actually don't know that about me. Wow. A lot of people, um, see, even some of my friends, they actually don't know that. So, um... It was crazy because I was tell I was talking to some of my friends about this, um, you know, during high school. I don't think I think the high school, like I guess it also depends on what school you go to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really prepare you for the major decisions you're getting ready to make. Yes, because exactly. I had so many different things I was doing because I've never been a person to you know I've, I've always liked to do something different mm-hmm. and you know like um, just you know just trying to find out what I like. So I had a a bunch of choices in my in my face. So I had so it was either um, I'm doing like if it wasn't for music, either I would have been boxing, um, or I went to school, or I went to the military, because um, I took my ASVAB as well, which that's a military test. Which okay. um, in order to get financial aid, the reason I took that, I mean most um, I think by the time you're 18, um, most males we have to sign up for the selective service. Oh. So yeah, if you're a male and you're 18 and old, older, and you want financial aid, yeah, you have to sign. Wait, up for are you serious? Yeah, you have to. I we, did not know that. See, a lot of people actually didn't know that, what? and and I thought it was something most people um, knew. But if you want financial aid um, as a male and you're 18 and old, older, you actually have to sign yourself up for the selective service. What? And a lot of people don't like, especially if you're young, you don't really. You know, you don't, you don't, think, about you know, you don't think about it. So I'm just, yeah. you know, I just signed the paper and I'm like, okay, right. cool. And, um, wow. so, um, yeah, literally if there's anything crazy happens, I could be drafted. Um, mm. and most men over 18 that did sign up for financial aid can also be drafted at least up to the age of 26. Wow. Um, wow. So, um, the thing was, so, um, I also thought about, cause I have military family. Okay. I thought about going to tank school as well. And I was still doing music. So I was just like, I had all these options in front of me and it's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like, I guess my senior year, I was just trying, trying to figure out, okay, like, what do you want to do with your life? Right. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just, um, my family told me that, that we're in the military. They were like, look, uh, don't go to the military. So I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. So, they were yeah. just straight up like that. Yeah. They were just like, don't go. So I'm just like, okay, well, if I'm not going to the military, um, then I'm gonna just try to go to I'm gonna go to orientation. So I had two colleges to choose from to choose from either SFA in Nacogdoches or Lamar in Beaumont. Okay. So at least that in Lamar I would be close to the beach, you know. Um, so I go check it out. And when I decided like you know what fuck I'm gonna go to Lamar, mm-hmm. get there, and um, they're showing me around. We're taking the tour, 
and just at that moment something just didn't feel right okay. like it just felt I just felt really like just you know like huh like I do love video games and I do like I would see myself doing this but at the same time I don't want to be in this place to where I don't know anybody which I had I had a feeling I would have met people but I don't want to mm-hmm. be down here struggling right, and stuff right. like this and not need to know anyone and not feel comfortable even though I, I had the, I had money but it wasn't going to be enough to cover you know cover the expenses by the time I, I'm down there for a few months so yeah. I was like you know what um I'm gonna stick with music wow. and that's my backstory wow basically. okay let um, me ask you this I always like to ask because I feel like I'm I'm getting old <laughs> um when what year did you graduate high school um 2016 oh wow okay yeah. so you're four years younger than me okay yeah. So 2016, so you have only been out of high school for what, what is it, five years? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, and then so you were like, let me kind of focus in on my art and everything. Yeah, and... um, We're going to circle yeah. back to talking about gaming. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know, I know. talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, I have, the, I'm not going to lie, I have the tendency to do that. Like, I'll go so in-depth, I'll be like, okay, okay, what was it? Yeah. Like, That's why I like to have my format, you know, so I was like, <laughs> let me, let me get this done. <laughs> So before we talk about you being an artist, because I know yeah. we're going to, you know, definitely talk about that journey, let's kind of dive into gaming. And yeah. I'm excited for that conversation because I'm also a gamer. Yes. Maybe not to your same extent, um, yeah. but I want to learn more about, you know, about you. So how long have you been gaming or, you know, when was, Ooh. when? What, how old were you when you first picked okay. up your first game? So <laughs> I'm trying to think. The first game I remember playing, um, for a fact is I had an original Xbox. And the reason I remember this is because the, the thing is, for those of you that know about the original Xbox, <laughs> for some weird reason, they had these humongous fucking controllers. Like, is it okay to swear on here? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. Podcast. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, they, they, these controllers were fucking huge. Like, <laughs> and keep in mind, I have small childlike hands, so... You know, the, the thing is, the, the things are huge. I'm like, who's this for? The whole, like, who's fucking playing this? And I'm just, I'm sitting here and I'm like, um, you know, the, these controllers are freaking humongous. Luckily, they, they did a redesign. But I remember the first game I played, it was, um, trying to think, let me make sure. It was Madden and it was Halo. Oh, wow. I remember as a kid loving Halo How for the simple fact. I was about nine or ten okay so that was re- the first time you like started playing yeah like now? i kind of yeah i kind of just like started i mean i had saw my like my dad and my cousins playing but i just wasn't like just into it yet yeah but then you know i start um i they set me down one day they were like look look um just sit the fuck down sit down here just, <laughs> just we need something for you to do instead of you running around the house oh, okay I so that was like they just set me down and they gave me halo and i was like I just love the colors and all. Like, it was something about the colors, yeah. like, as a child. And I'm just like, there's a bunch of crazy stuff happening. There's aliens and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And it's like, <laughs> um, what people don't, like, know is Microsoft, once they put out their console, um, Halo was their, there was their exclusive. So they, they put a mm. lot of money into it. So, um, because, mm. you know, they had PlayStation at theirs and they were like, there was this whole, you know, this whole competitional thing between Xbox and PlayStation. So, yeah, it was like it came um, with the console. So, I, I remember playing it for like, 
I remember hours on end, and then like <laughs> um, me and my friends would go to school and talk about it and stuff. Aww. And it was it was really interesting, and that is what got me into gaming. Um, it was really interesting. In what yeah. ways would you say that it was impactful for you, or why did it resonate with you so much? I think I think the reason being is because it's so. Another thing about me, um, I wasn't as talkative and out there and extroverted as I am now. Okay. So back then, I used to be kind of a shutout. I used to be a mm-hmm. shut off. I, I used to not like talking to people. I used to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And they, most people would just see me as like the kid with the big hair. So <laughs> like, that's really quiet. So I didn't really say much. Okay. So um, I would just sit back and just kind of just, I'll be there. And some people wouldn't even notice I, I was there because I would just be so quiet. So that was like a form of like, I wouldn't say expression, but it was like, it was like this thing to where like I didn't really have a bunch of friends. Okay. So it was one of these things that was like kind of like a disconnect. I Because I didn't I didn't really like school either yeah. um, back then. So um I used to just use that as like an outlet. So I would go yeah. home. So I would go home and just do that for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And it used to like I used to love I, I don't know, it was just something it was just something about it that just I, I totally understand exactly where what you're saying. I feel like with gamers, we gaming was like an alternate reality for us because yeah. we weren't super happy in our you know regular lives, and yeah. it allowed us to be you know whoever we wanted. Yeah, you know what I mean, and, and yeah. show our true personality because we felt yeah. that disconnect. Yes. So I, I t- completely understand. Yeah. And yeah. see, yeah, and that's that's the perfect that's the perfect analogy. That's the perfect description because. Now, it wasn't until, like, I got older and I, like, did, like, you know, social, like, I, that's when I, I started playing online when I got in, like, high school, like, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And I then I realized how it was, like, if anyone watching or anyone listening, most people remember how fucking toxic the Call of Duty um, <laughs> Xbox Live chats were. They were oh. so fucking toxic. And it, I can only imagine. So, yeah, it was... It was just, so much, like, 13-year-old testosterone. Yeah, rage. and it was so <laughs> fucked up. Because I remember... Um, there was this... Um, there was this old game. It was very... It was very cool. It, it, was, it reminded me of, like, anime a bit. It was called Lost Planet. And okay. it was, like... Um, a fictional world where mm-hmm. these people they're trying they're basically trying to like colonize this planet but the planet is like very hostile or there's like there's, there's these crazy fucking creatures like the environment is very hostile but I remember it being so visually impressive like wow. it was it was beautiful like the scale of it it just reminded me something of like an old anime um, something like like Akira or um I'm trying to remember. It was something else that it gave me um, something that resembled it. Yeah. But it was so beautiful. And I remember playing that with people in like the... Is it like, Lost Planet? That's yeah. It was, it was really cool. Um, and I remember playing online with people and stuff like that. It was and it was like, oh, this is like... Because it's my first time actually doing it. Because um, on my way, I just got internet and stuff <laughs> like that. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to give this a try. Because my friends, they were all online. So I was mm-hmm. like, eh. And it was also a way for me to like start socializing, yeah. without you know being in person oh, to socialize. Yeah, yeah, so it was actually that. so yeah, it was actually <laughs> my way of um, actually socializing. So yeah. that was kind of my start to you know start like to talk to people and stuff like yeah. that. So um, it was very interesting. And then I was like, um, 
my, for my birthday, I had got the new Call of Duty. This, um, this recent birthday you just had? No, no, no. It was my, I think it's my, <laughs> I can't remember, when. I guess whenever Modern Warfare came from it. I don't know when that was, but I just remember it was for my birthday. I had got it for my aunt. And I remember playing it. And I, was, I had a good time. And then I went online. I was like, this is really cool. I'll play with my other friends. And then we would join like these like online parties mm-hmm. that you could chat to people with. And at that moment, I realized like, holy shit, like, this is not all rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> like 13, like, I don't care what anyone says. Like kids, like children are awesome. Children, children are awesome. Uh-huh. They're our future. <laughs> and they're incredible, but children, children are assholes. Yeah. Children are partially assholes. I feel. Yeah. We, I, I think, I, I think it's mostly no with guys. Yeah, no yeah. So that's like, I'm not gonna say like they're just complete assholes, but shit, like we kind of can be. Like at least with guys, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. We we kind of can be assholes. Like, um, I just remember it was just so much toxicity. Um, I think with it's that. part it's like, of that toxic masculinity that yeah. you know. As, as a culture now, as yeah. we're older, I think we're all trying to break. But I, yeah. I do agree. Back, thirteen-year-old, you know, there's so much toxic masculinity because it's like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's like, I guess hormones, you know. Yeah, and another thing too. Um, see, I was, I think like, well, like when I got to high school, I, I played a lot of sports and stuff like that. Okay. So it was, it was, I was in a weird position to where. Like it was weird. Like I wasn't that social, uh-huh. but I was in a I was in a lot of groups that you had to be social. Right. So I was like this. It, it was weird. I was like this like social introvert. I, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to explain. It's like I was in all the groups and I lo- I knew a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I guess considered popular, but mm-hmm. I didn't really talk to any of them. We didn't hang out or anything. I feel that. And it was just weird. It was that. really weird. So. Yeah. I guess that was part of it. Like, you know, there's a bunch of t- testosterone. Like, mm-hmm. we were all playing sports. Cause mm-hmm. Like I said, um, I think, um, which I know we'll get into the, like, we'll get in, uh, we'll get probably get into this later. But, um, yeah, I was, in a, like, involved in a lot of sports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And most of the football players, um, we were all, you know, we were, we were most of us were kind of close. So, I guess that going into that, it just kind of got brought over to those chats. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, holy hell. I just remember that, like, literally, you can YouTube this. You can go to YouTube and just look at a Call of Duty Xbox live chat. And there's, like, oh. millions of clips. And it's terrible. I, I didn't play Xbox Live or anything, but I did League of Legends. And it's yes. almost, almost as bad, I would say. Yeah. I, okay, I heard. I actually heard about League, League of Legends. League is toxic. I, I heard about yeah. that. Because how long has that been going on? Like, I've heard League, League of Legends. League has been going on for, for a while since, like, the I, I would say the early 2000s. Wow. Um, my experience That's... with League is, like, toxic, toxic, toxic. And then, like, I'm not the best at League, but, like, I was pretty good. And, like, I would beat, you know, the other team, like, with my team and everything. Yeah. And then suddenly it would flip once I was like, by the way, I'm a girl. They they would just flip the, the script. Like, it's so crazy. It was, they were just, like berating me as if I were like another guy and then I'd be like you just got beat by a girl and then they'd be like oh my gosh you know let's play together sometime like they would just (laughs) suddenly like get all nice and it's like it's so ugly (laughs) yeah well like yeah I think um yeah with with guys like we can get old we can get really competitive stuff like that especially being like with us being younger like it doesn't help because like 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 you said, there's no filter there, yeah. so there's just like, <laughs> like, 
I, re- I just remember half of all these fucking comfort. Like, it was crazy some of the things I've heard. Like, yeah. It was I, very Trust crazy. me, I've heard the same. Because, like, I mean, I don't really chat too much. But, like, I would hear just the craziest things. Because for some reason, you know, people just assume every gamer is a guy. So they yeah. think that, like, whoever you're playing with, you can say whatever you want. And it's yeah. all boys playing. And, like, so I've heard, like, just really ugly conversations. Like, yeah. You know, a lot of using the the R word, like I'm gonna yeah. rape the team or whatever. Like, come on, guys, let's not use that word anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, and see, it's funny because I remember th- this is funniest thing. So, um, because I actually don't, I game online still. But I just don't use the mic, the yeah. microphone anymore. You just play. Yeah, I just play. So, which in actuality, I really don't know. It's it's I don't know if it's died down or what, but I don't even um. I don't hear people using mics <laughs> as much anymore, so I was like, I don't know what happened, but huh. like, so the um, when the new Xboxes came out, the Xbox One, they had this thing called the Connect, and mm-hmm. people were pissed about it because they said it used to always be on, it would always be on even when oh, you're not playing. So yeah, <laughs> so it was weird because I had just bought one, and uh-huh. I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, holy fuck, are they just wa- are people just watching yeah. right now? And I'm just like. So I unplug it and I got a con. I just put tape around it. But there was this instance to where um, I remember um, how old was I? I had to be like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I had to be a teenager. I had to be a teenager. But I remember I had got it because um, I had worked while I was working like around my first job and I had saved up enough money for it. And <laughs> I remember my mom. Um, we what the hell I was sitting down playing and she was just going back up and down the hallway I think she was cleaning or something and I had the door open and there's like this little kid like it's really just imagine this is like really quiet I'm just playing a game and there was an argument that broke out beforehand between like these these kids whatever <laughs> or like these teenagers uh-huh. and then all of a sudden it's like well you know what well, I think your mom's a bitch. And it's oh just like, and she was, he wasn't talking to me. Right, right. But my mom just heard it. She's just like, what the oh. fuck? And she comes back in the room. She's oh like, what the goodness. fuck was that? And she's like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, Sometimes wow. I'm trying to hear up and mute it. And then like, as I'm trying to hear up and mute everything, yeah, yeah. it just spirals out of control oh, and shit just no. gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's hilarious. Cause, um, like they just, they're just going back and forth. Until um, it, it gets funnier because the kid, I get, I think he was a younger kid. What ended up happening was you hear his mom come into the room <gasps> over the mic, uh-uh. and then she's like, "She's like, what the hell was that? What did you just say?" She's like, "She's like, give me that goddamn controller." It's like, oh "I'm gonna gosh. turn this shit off." She's like, "Mom, wait, no!" And it went oh, all so you just, heard a full on yeah. So it was like it was so fucking funny because <laughs> like I don't know what's happening on the other end, uh-huh. and. Like everyone, like after it happens, everyone just that's on the chat, they're just laughing like at like hell because all of this is basically like just transpired to this kid just getting, I guess, getting unplugged or something like that. Wow. Like there's like an entire, like an entire just like conversation. It's yeah, this is hilarious. 
But yeah, I remember those days were just hilarious. Were just crazy. Let me ask you this: So, do you still play, you know, Call of Duty, Halo, and all the games that you used to when you were younger? Yeah, you know, yeah. Now I've kind of just as new stuff has come um, come out. Like um, I've recently, I know what I've recently been playing. I've played a lot of Battlefield. Um, I don't play sports games as much anymore because I don't know sports games piss me so off. So you like first person shooters? From yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah, okay. and like that and RPGs. Uh huh. Um, I used to like playing sports, but only I only use that as like if I'm having like a social gathering. Okay. Because other people like sports games. But the reason I stopped doing that was because um, th- there was there was a oh yeah, I, I just hated the fact they would release the same game every year with an updated ro- roster, and they would charge the full price still. And I'm like, why not just make? So basically, how it works is, just say most people, a lot of gamers, um, like NFL Madden. Uh-huh. Instead of just, you know, they haven't changed anything. They just update the roster each year. Oh. The, the players. But they make you pay? Yeah, they make you pay full for each year, basically. <gasps> and it's like, I'm just like, okay, this is really fucking annoying. Yeah. And, um, yeah, um, so they, I think they actually can't see you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I will turn the camera slightly this oh way. Gosh. So for um, the people listening to my podcast, because y'all can't see, Roman is going live on his Instagram. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like, I, who are you talking to? Yeah. And I thought like, okay, I was supposed to, so I'm supposed to pin this so people know. Okay. I think I just did it. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So. So okay. So you play mostly RPGs, first-person shooters. How about fighting games? Like, I I'm you not. Posted about Mortal Kombat. I yeah. Think, right? So yeah. So yeah. Um, we're supposed to have like a Mortal Kombat tournament, and I actually suck ass. I do. <gasps> <laughs> like I suck. So I'm just putting that out there now. Okay, but so it was okay. So yeah. you won't go off on a challenge. One yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, I will play just for like social reasons. Yeah, yeah. But I've always because it's like. I think for me personally, um, like I know like the like the e- esports leagues, uh-huh. I have respect for those like people <laughs> now because the thing what the thing is, I think when it first was coming out, people didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. They were like, um, well this isn't a sport in some light or anything like that. It was like a big controversial thing when it first start when it first mm-hmm. came out. But then I realized the skill set you actually have to yes. fucking have. Cause you have to remember all these combinations and yes. all this shit and your thumbs get You're, tired. They, you gotta be fast. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just like this is not for me. Yeah. This is just one of those <laughs> things that aren't for me. And I just, um, I just, I just decided like these, this is one of the things that I'm just, okay, this is, okay. I'm just, that is so funny. Yeah. Well, so the reason I offered that though, was because I know a lot of people love Mortal Kombat. I'm actually yeah. one of those people. I'm just not as competitive. I got you. So, um, I actually don't play fighting games as much. Like sometimes I try to practice. Like I, I practice before the event, uh-huh. just so, right. just so, yeah, just right. so I can like you know, have that practice in. But I, like just on my own, um, I just really don't play them that like that. But what I've been playing recently for anybody that's watching, if you wanna, um, hold on, let me pin this real quick because I thought I. Oh well, Instagram's being ridiculous, but um, <laughs> as always. But yeah, so. Basically, um, I've been playing Doom recently, oh, wow. and it's it's very. Um, is Doom because Doom was a, a computer game initially, right? But yes. it's on the console now. Yes. Yeah, so they've just um, you know it's gotten updates and stuff. It looks better with newer technology, and it's very how can I describe it? It's very intense in metal. So one thing about me, I've actually never been into you know Metallica or metal music. I've okay. loved alternative music. Mm-hmm. 
But Doom was the game that got me in the middle. Heavy metal. Oh, wow. Doom was the game that got me into okay. heavy metal. Actually, because I collect vinyl. Uh-huh. Um, and I actually... Um, I'm, I've ordered the Doom soundtrack because I've loved it that much. It's just like you're shooting demons and shit, and there's like this heavy metal going, and I'm just like, wow, like I like this. This is really cool. And um, <laughs> I remember oh, this is funny. I I scared my grandfather because he's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so um, my grandfather's um, very real. He's the religious sort. Oh, okay. So, like, <laughs> and you're so, playing Yeah, I'm just playing Doom. And like, there's this heavy metal music yeah. and shit. And it's like, I'm shooting demons. He's like, uh, he's like, what the hell? Like, my grandpa, he's, he's on the couch because they came to uh-huh. visit. And sometimes he, he doesn't... Um, he doesn't like games, but he likes watching. As when I was younger, he used to like watching me play them. Okay. So, um, he was watching... And I'm I just looking. I'm looking back at him. And uh, I wish I could have recorded his reactions. He's just like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm just <laughs> like, and I'm sitting there. And um, as I'm sitting there, I'm just playing. Like this music's just going. There's like this heavy metal. There's this screaming, and there's all this shit. And he's like, "This is demonic." Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I am laughing my ass off because it's, it's, it's just so funny. Watching yeah. his reactions to it. Oh my god. <laughs> and he was like serious. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's, that's what makes it funnier. Because, see, what he doesn't realize is like, I, I, th- I think it's something, something is very funny. I don't know. Maybe I'm a messed up person, but something's fun, very funny about like older people, people getting, getting mad. Yeah, you know, getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so funny to me because I, I don't know why, but it's just his reactions. Um, <laughs> hi. Watch and listen, but yeah. So um, that's actually shout out to my friend Moetic um, Justice and uh, Mikael. They actually were, were with me on my hey birthday. So, oh, oh yeah. that's awesome. Um, nice. But yeah, this it was just so funny because yeah. it's like this is the money. You need to turn this off yeah, before you no, get possessed. Get I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just playing. I was like, he's all, and I turned around and looked and I was like, yeah. I was like, um, I was like, um, oh, I was like, Palm killing in the name of Christ, and he's just like. He, he looks at me, gets pissed. He like whacks me on the shoulder. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I've been doing that. Um, like, I don't know. Battlefield's always been a lot different than Call of Duty. Um, and then I've been playing. There's a great RPG called Mass Effect. Um, and it, that, it's yeah. it's fair. It's like this beautiful space opera mm-hmm. type of vibe, mm-hmm. and it's very beautiful. It's it's very beautiful. So it's just like think of a more badass version of Star Trek because I never I've never could get into Star Trek okay. but I, li- I like Star Wars but I never could get really? into Star I'm Trek really I'm the opposite yet. really yeah. I've I'm never met Star anyone Star. like that mm-hmm. I've never met anyone like that <laughs> that's very interesting because it's always the other way around mm-hmm. so or some people they like both yeah yeah so yeah. Um, Mass Effect is basically this trilogy um, you play mm-hmm. this guy his name is Commander Shepard and um, it's like a role-playing game, so you create your character. And it's like, the coolest thing about this series and this franchise, it carries over, like, all the decisions you make in each game that carry over to the next game. Oh, So, okay. like, literally, characters can die or something based on your decisions, and then they like, won't be there. Do you mean the next game or the next, like, segment? No, the next, like, the, like the, the segment, but the actual games, too. Like, you have oh. a, you can import your save. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And, yeah, and it, okay. it continues to the next game until the end of the trilogy. Gotcha. And they recently did, like, a remaster to include all of them together. And it's it's really cool because the concept 
not many games do that with this franchise to care like they let you import your saves and you know mm-hmm. incorporate that mm-hmm. it's, it's very very interesting because you get attached to these characters yeah. mm-hmm. the writing is amazing um i'm trying to remember some famous actors that um some people may know um that did the voice yeah there's so there's um i almost said george clooney but it's not it's not george clooney um i would have to it, it'll come back to me but there are some very fa- like famous actors. Um, there's Trevor. No, 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 no. It'll come back to me. I, 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 I hate when that happens. Like, <laughs> like I literally, because I know we're talking about gaming, and I was literally gonna bring up those actors. Uh huh. Um, but could you look it up by chance? Um, yes. Yeah. What do you What do you need me to look? So up? go. Okay, type in Mass Effect cast. And some of the voices you may you may recognize. Okay. Um, some people that's watching may recognize too. Um, but there's a guy. He this voice. I, I can't. I can't fucking remember. Like it's um, Seth Green, Keith David. Keith David. Okay. <laughs> yes. He he has he has such a very. Um, it's a very it's. Keith David voice, it's like like a Morgan Freeman voice. He has a very okay. like a very like noteworthy and noticeable voice. It's like once you hear Keith David, you know like okay, it's Keith David. Once you hear Morgan Freeman, you know it's Morgan Freeman. Or you know certain people that have that have those certain voices that mm-hmm. you hear, and you know that okay, when I hear this person, I know that it's them. Mm-hmm. So it's like the cast is great the writing is great the choices you make is very grueling it's it's very cool um another one i've done um they're the same developers of mass effect it's called dragon age so it's oh, about the yeah, same it's, that, yeah so yeah so how would how would you say that from you know from you having played your first game when you were 10 years old how would you say the games have changed over the past couple decades or so so one thing i've noticed um they like I'm not gonna lie like there's been a lot of um like when it comes to gaming um there's been a lot of especially like online it's gotten like a lot more corporate it's got hmm. what so well not I mean it's what I mean by that I don't mean by in a sense it's like I, I let me let me rephrase that it's gotten more corporate in the sense of you know there's different standards of gaming there's triple A oh, okay. gaming which is the main uh-huh. Um, like you know the main breadwinners, like your Call of Duties, like oh, okay. your your bigger um, bigger franchise, like mm-hmm. your like ex- like uh, just imagine it as a bigger budget film. Gotcha. Um, with the bigger games, that's like the breadwinners or and like the face of gaming. The, and that industry is like really um, which was another. It's it's like the gaming industry. It's very. It's not exactly equivalent but it's equivalent in the music industry in a sense of sometimes the work that you put in it's very grueling because um I actually have a friend that I know um he's in the industry um he's trying to he's trying to do his independent um start his own independent company okay with gaming and he said working for a company he worked for I think it was Bethesda they're the creators oh. of um Skyrim yes so that was, um, that's a big yeah, one nice. um and Fallout and with that being said, um, he said that they, like some people, there was issues with people working hours on end, like overtime, mm-hmm. like about eight, like 60 hours to 80 hours a week. And some people not, 
Um, they're missing holidays with their family. Mm-hmm. Some people not getting paid for their work. Wow. And it's it's just, it's very the behavior is very like very slimy. And there's also um, there was a big there was a big controversy with these things called microtransactions, which it's always been around, but it just got more prominent in 2019 and 2020 because a lot more people are gaming online with, you know, everyone having internet now almost mm-hmm. like, um, so with that being said, what ended up happening was, um, you know, obviously younger kids are getting like this technology keeps going forward and forward. Younger kids are getting into gaming with microtransactions. There's like, there's basically, it's only, um, you only get things that are in-game value. Oh yes. So yes, it's, yeah, yes, you're yes, not yeah. you're not actually getting anything physical. So yes, it's like where you pay like ten dollars to get like three hundred gold. Yeah, or, or like like or um, clothes. Yeah, and for example, it first started with it actually started with Bethesda. <laughs> They're um, not Skyrim, which I don't know if you played Skyrim before. I didn't. Yeah, it's it's really fucking cool. I um, have it. I just yeah. I'm the person that likes to collect games, and like yeah. I'm always like, let me play it, and then yeah. I'm like, I got other stuff I need to do. I can't yeah. sit and play anymore. Yeah, and, and see, that's the that's the, that's the fucked up thing about it because if you play Skyrim, uh-huh. you will get lost. Like literally, yeah. you you have to make you have to make sure you have you, you know take, like you, three days off. Yeah, or at least take a day off. <laughs> Take a day off to where, like, yeah, you, because you're gonna get lost in this world. It's like you get just dragged into it. It's very, I love the world that they crafted. Um, but basically, what I was getting at, so the prequel, not the prequel, but yeah, I guess the prequel. Um, it's called, it was called Oblivion. Same creators and stuff like that. They had this thing to where, um, for like six dollars, that you could buy horse armor. It's basically mm-hmm. clothes for your horse mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. And it all started with that. And from that moment on, they realized, like, huh, people will actually pay people for this will shit. People pay for this stuff, yeah. So, Gosh. from that moment on, it got worse and worse and worse until um, EA, um, Electronic Arts, for those that are unaware, they um, basically, um, they did these things where they had microtransactions in the new Star Wars mm-hmm. games, which... EA, they've been known to buy, like, run companies into the ground. They buy comp- smaller companies. They use them for all their assets, and then they mm. just kick them to the curb. Mm. So, um, what ended up happening was um, they basically acquired the Star Wars license from Disney. And they had the right to make all the Star Wars games. Which, they actually made one good one. And then the rest were just, like, filled with those microtransactions. Mm. So what ended up happening, you know, we have little kids that love Star Wars, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they have their mom and dad's credit cards on file. Mm-hmm. So the problem was, like, some governments were like, okay, is this a form of gambling, almost? Because oh, wow. they they basically were getting sued because, like, you, you know, you have all these kids and stuff like that. And it's like, it's not really direct and they don't know what they're doing yeah they they just have their credit card and they're just buying all this shit without their parents knowledge and i remember there was this one kid spent like five grand on in-store in-store currency with their mom's credit card it was was terrible so i know like belgium and um there was some other countries there was belgium and just other countries like targeting that company like hey you got to stop this shit but back then, another thing too with gaming um, as well, what people don't realize from, unless you played back then, a lot of games now, you know, once you get the physical disc, mm-hmm. you got it. Um, what's 
whatever you pay for, you get. Mm-hmm. It's all there. You plug in, you put it, you you put it in, you play. But nowadays, since everything is connected online, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you heard about Cyberpunk, like like the style. Well, it's a, it was a game that came out. Oh, it's so a game. Okay. It basically it came out and um, it was. Very, very critically acclaimed before it came out. People were building all this hype and stuff like that. And this is something I haven't did in a while, which I don't do anymore because it's um, like pre-ordering games. Oh, okay. Because like you basically kind of going off this developer's word, and you're oh. like you're I'm like you're paying for it beforehand, and it's oh. like so you can secure your copy. Interesting. And I stopped doing it because. The thing is, you can't you don't know what you're buying yet. You're just kind of pre-ordering it. Just to, um, because you're you're buying into the hype. Oh. But for example, I did that. Me, me, and me. I hadn't pre-ordered. I did that like last year when it came out. Me, me, and me. Not knowing, um, like, because I, I, the reason I stopped doing it was for that reason. But I was like, you know what? This Let looks promising. Yeah. <laughs> so I did it again, and little did I know the game was terrible. It wasn't oh. finished. So the problem with that, with that is, since everybody's online, a lot of these companies are starting to like push stuff out that's not finished and they rely on updates and mm-hmm. patches to finish the game later mm-hmm. but it didn't happen with this one so everybody was very pissed off so um it's just gaming like now it's it's, it's become um it, it's very different back then it's like you, you don't know if you're gonna get the finished for a product another thing too um with xbox we have game pass it's basically like the Netflix of gaming. Oh, so coming yeah. here in the near future, mark my words, everybody is watching. Um, <laughs> like, it's it's gonna be weird. Most people like you know they're used to having a disc and stuff like that. But think about it: how many people like most people don't buy DVDs anymore? Right, right. So it's gonna be the same thing with gaming. They're trying to do the same mm-hmm. thing. So to where everything is online, you can just go online and you play. Um, you download whatever you want. You pay a membership, and you you pay for everything that way. Wow. Um, and it's that's basically what's happening. I I don't I don't even have many physical copies. Mm-hmm. They, they the only problem with that is is just um, you know like I said that the issue is if it's not finished they feel like they can just you know change it with updates and stuff like that because updates they're both good and bad. Mm-hmm. The thing is a lot of companies gotten lazy with development because mm-hmm. they don't finish it. They just want to push it gotcha. out by and then release just dates. Do updates, yeah, like here and there. And you literally could, if you, if any, you can type in the word "cyberpunk 2077" and look uh-huh. at the news. There's so many fucking articles, and the game came out last year, I believe. There's so many fucking articles because, you know, there's so many, there's so, so many things like they have investors right mm-hmm. for the game. So the investors, they're like, okay, when is this coming out? And develop, the developers are saying, okay, it's not going to be ready until 2022. But mm-hmm. the investors, they're looking at it like, no, we need this out by right. Christmas. Yeah. So Except for the money. Yeah. Not knowing, but the developers, they're saying, okay, this is not ready. It's not, ready. It's not finished. Mm. So they got to so, rush. rush. Yeah. Them. So everybody's like, it was just so, it was like, it's just so much that goes into it. And I didn't realize that, like, how grueling that is. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Mm. It's, just, it's, just, it's very... It's a fun industry if you work for the right company, but it's very grueling if you work for the wrong yeah. one. Yeah, wow. So. That is very insightful. You know so much about gaming. That's, I, that's and, amazing. Well, yeah, it's because, um, I, like I said, um, it really, like, I didn't say, I'm not going to say it got me into music, 
but I used to love the soundtracks too as oh, well, like yeah. that went with gaming. Like yes. for example, the game I was talking about, Mass Effect. I love electronic music. Mm-hmm. I love EDM. And like there's this in-game club that your character can go to, and they have some very badass music. And I was like, wow, this is really well structured. And nice. I thought I really liked it. Let's we'll talk more with music here in a second too. Gotcha. Let's take just a quick break. Um, and then when we get back, yeah. we're actually gonna get a little personal with you and talk okay. a little bit about your dating life. Okay. Um, and then we'll get into music. So awesome. We'll be right back, y'all. y'all so we are back here with Roman Defro and as I said before we took our break we are gonna get a little bit personal with him and talk about his dating life all right so Roman are you currently dating anyone no <laughs> that was I am not <laughs> no um no I'm not I don't mean it any kind of I gotcha, way I gotcha. um, <laughs> thing is I actually, um, you know, I've been like kind of slowly getting by, back out there and stuff like that. And I didn't realize how tall consuming it can be. Oh. I didn't realize. I guess, like, like the courting well, phase? Like well, finding somebody? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm one of those people, I feel like I always have to be doing something. Oh, like, yeah. And gotcha. like, actually this week, believe it or not, because most people that know me, they know I'm always in or something. Mm-hmm. This is actually, um. Because one thing about me, this is kind of sort of off track, but I promise I will get back on track. (laughs) But um, I'm very, like, an extreme person. I'm either really, really productive Mm -hmm. or really unproductive. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. like, for example, this entire week, like, I literally, um, I've been out, done a couple studio sessions, um, been doing some merchandising. But other than that, I'm like, but other than that, I've mostly been in bed watching YouTube. And it always makes me feel really guilty. I, yeah. And like, I always I guilt to like guilt trip myself yeah. um, really badly. So, but I guess on that note with me, I always feel like I have to be doing something. Uh, when I went, like, you know, I was decided, you know, just because I've never just been in a been a fan of dating apps. I like to go like meet petrol, petrol, people in <laughs> uh-huh. natural states. Yeah. So like, um, like, whether I'm just going out to events or like, I'm not really much of a drink. I'm not, I don't really drink or smoke or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do go to bars every now and then. Not, I don't drink to get like drunk, yeah. but, um, except uh, unless you were at my birthday party, Uh-oh. then that was crazy. <laughs> but, um, but How old did you yeah, turn? I turned 23. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's a so, big year. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so I've just been like going to bars and stuff, socializing and yeah. like meeting people that way. And, um, I just like, I don't know, like, I guess partially, I, I don't know, maybe I'm, I think I'm partially impatient too. Okay. I like, I guess That's like, thing. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so I guess, uh, like as I, I get older, you know, like we're all just trying to find ourselves yeah. and understand like uh, more about ourselves. And then I, I just like, I like, it's just like the, the phase of, you know, just going through and like just meeting people and stuff like that. Cause yeah. I think a lot of my, like. Like, um, as I graduated high school and, like, got into my 20s, I, like, which I'm still in my 20s now, but, mm-hmm. like, like, lower, like, lower 20s, like, the beginning phases, mm-hmm. I neglected that part because mm-hmm. I was just going out to, you know, network, meet people, wow. network, so. So, you've um, been doing business, though. Yeah, wow. so, yeah, like, I haven't really just been focused on that up until, like, just this point, just more recent time, 
and um like yeah so like most for the most part i'm like i've mainly just been going out networking talking to people talking business mm-hmm. and stuff like that and like i it kind of just dating got just kind of fell on the wayside gotcha. it was just like i was just on this ship I mean, here's my music, here's my aspiration, here's my dreams. Oh, shit, the ship's getting too heavy. Yeah. Something has to go overboard yeah. dating. Right, and I just right. threw it off the fucking ship. I get to And that. so, yeah, so I, so basically, after all this time, I was like, you know what? I was just talking to some friends. And my buddies, they were like, they, we were just all sitting down one day. We, we were kind of, um, we we're kind of tipsy. We we're at my house. And we were sitting down, and I forgot what the hell was I doing. I, I was I was doing something stupid because I was getting re- I just remember getting reactions from everybody, even my dogs. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, okay. Oh, I know what I was doing. I was trying. I was. They were sitting here watching me try to open this wine bottle for another friend the oh, entire okay. time, and I'm just like struggling, and they're just watching me fucking struggle. And I'm like, by this point, I'm like, well, somebody just fucking help me at this point, <laughs> like. <laughs> But yeah, we're sitting down talking and stuff, and they're like, dude, like, it was like, um, somebody just threw it out there because this was somebody that um, it was a friend of a friend, so uh-huh. they didn't know me too, they didn't know me oh, too okay. well. Okay. So they were asking, they're like, uh, they're like, are you? Like, it would just come out of nowhere. They're like, are you seeing anyone or talking to anyone? I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, I'm just, I'm just been doing Roman stuff, man, for the most part. Uh-huh. And um, um, so. What ended up happening next, they they, they they just they just asked. I was like, why? Well, you're, you're very charismatic. You talk to people. You don't have a problem talking to people. And I was just like, nah, I don't fucking know. And then, like, I didn't really... I just kind of brushed it off. They were, like, making jokes. They were like, they're like, hmm, are you a murderer or, like, some secret serial killer or like, something? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, literally, I had a friend who was like, is something wrong with you, man? It's like, what's the matter with you? Like, there's something you're not telling us. I was like, dude, I don't know. I just like, I just, that just haven't been my pursuits right now. Uh-huh. And then I like, after they left, like we joked around about it and I sat down and I was like, huh, I don't know. And I asked my dog, I was like, what do you think, man? I was like, ah, he didn't, he didn't have much information. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we were just sitting, we just sit there. We just sat down. I just sat down and I kind of thought about it. I, was like, I don't know. I was like, you know what? And I talked to a friend, um, um, one of my, one of my lady friends and we were, we were just on the phone about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, um, just start going out to meet people, but not meet people for a business, but just meet people just to meet exactly. people. So socializing, you know? yeah. Nice. And I realized I wasn't doing that um, because for so long, like I was just used Every to just interaction was a business. Yeah, it was. It was like, yeah. yeah, it was like networking, or I'm just trying to meet people for my brand, and right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't real, I didn't realize that. So you know, um, and it kind of. And like, it's not, it's, it's, it's kind of like my own thing. It's nothing I have against anyone else, but I didn't want to date in the music community because like, maybe if I, like if I naturally ran into someone cool, but I didn't want to yeah. date in the music com- industry it. because it's, 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 it can get messy. Yeah. And which leads me to my question. Okay. <laughs> um, so oh. with you being an artist, you know, what type of relationship do you think would best fit your lifestyle? You know, with performing, um, you're so busy. You know, what type of relationship or person do you think would best fit that? I would have to. I think if that's the case, I would probably have to find someone just as equally as busy. Okay. Because I did run into an 
an issue to where I mean I was I guess we, we weren't dating for a long period of time but like the problem was I was always out mm-hmm. and um I wasn't like messing around I was just right. like You're out just, trying like, to take care of business yeah. and the per- lifestyle. Yeah. yeah so the person they were like why are you always out like why are you always going this and this and that and this is like I was like this is kind of my duty I have to do this because mm-hmm. that's like like um what people don't realize is um this isn't there's no entire blueprint to this. Like, you can attack this any way you want. But it's very, like, you you have to go out and get it, though. Because yeah. it's, like, it, it, this is un, this is territory that no one in my family have, have seen. Right. So, like, it's like I'm, I'm crossing this territory and it's just, like, treacherous waters that, like... You gotta figure out on your yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. So, no one's seen this. And I'm just, like, it's not just for my sake. It's, like... I want to leave something behind, like some kind of legacy behind. And mm-hmm. it's like, I have to do things that, you know, no one in my family has done before, right. but I know that they can be done because there's someone that looks like me from the same situation as me. Mm-hmm. It can also be done. Mm-hmm. So they didn't quite understand that while I was always out. So the like, person you were dating. Yeah. They didn't quite understand that. And you know, it just kind of just fell through. It didn't end like terribly, but it was just like, yeah, this is just, isn't going to work. Yeah. So, so someone that is equally as busy as you, but not in the music industry. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, like I said, like, or not the, in this current. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it's, <laughs> it's more of the sense of let me let me clarify a little bit more because it's it's more of the fact of we have to have like you know like some kind of mutual understanding about what we do necessarily. Yeah. It's like hey, when I'm out, just know that I'm going to come home and I do care about you, but I'm not I'm not on any bullshit. I'm right. taking care of business, vice versa. So trust needs yeah. to be there. So um so yeah, like like a sense of a sense of trust cuz mm-hmm. like I didn't do anything from like that small-term relationship. I didn't do anything untrustworthy right. like any bullshit. I was just mainly handling business. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, no one, at least no one with aspirations, wants to date anyone with, you know, that's that doesn't have any goals yeah. or later time, like later, yeah. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. Um, some most people, people, well, yeah, some most, people, I was gonna say most, most, most. Okay, most. Some people <laughs> want someone with nothing going on so that they can be their cheerleader. Yeah. So, and that's if that works for them, yeah. cool. But I, I'm with you. I want someone equally as busy. Yeah. Me, me and Pat have that nice dynamic. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. Yeah. So yeah, I, like I agree. Like, cause for example, if for people like you know, you look at the power couples that that's in the mainstream media. Right. You know, like you know, like Beyonce, Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, Beyonce, Jay Z. Um, I guess I don't know. I don't know what was going on with Kim, um, Kim and Kanye, but I, I don't. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't. I don't want to get into that, but, um, but you know, you know, obviously, yeah, <laughs> no, obvious power couples, yeah, you know, yeah. back when, um, Brad and, um, Brad Pitt and Angelina yeah, or back... Jennifer Anderson. I'll Brad... say, say Angelina, okay. you know, back when they were, yeah. um, back when they were a thing, you know, power couples and stuff, yeah, they, they would you. make moves together and stuff yeah, like that. I love and, that. Yeah. That's so cute. And it's, it's badass too. It's like, it's yeah. just like the ultimate badassery for me. It's like, it's yeah, just so cool. I agree. And it's just like, yeah, I would love that dynamic because at that moment, you can't like, what people don't realize, I feel that no one's getting jealous because, you know, you're both out making, making business moves and there's no envy between one because, um, I don't know if you've watched, um, (laughs) cause I'm a big fan of comedy, um, Bill Burr. Uh Uh-uh. You would, oh shit! I that need guy. to watch that. 
Bill Burr is one of my is my in my top three comedians. I'm write that down. Okay. Um, but for anyone that wants to know, this is totally on a side note. My favorite comedians are um, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Bill Burr, mm-hmm. and um, who? Oh, and um, he's on the Hannibal Burrs. Oh, okay. I love Hannibal Burrs. He's they're very hilarious individuals. Okay. They're okay. so fucking funny. But I was watching the Bill Burr podcast, and he not only does he have his um, own comedy thing, but you know, with COVID when that hit, obviously more people started podcasting right, because right. well, you can't do shows. Yeah. So you know, there's like this. He always gets these people email in and stuff like that, and he gets a lot of traction and people email about their problems and then like he always that was asked for his feedback because he's a very down-to-earth guy and um he's like this old um bald white guy um his girlfriend is actually black so their dynamic is very it's very fucking cool but um the thing is he's very down-to-earth he's very straightforward but there's always something like i've noticed like (laughs) people send in as far as their relationship goes like when someone like the dynamics kind of off mm-hmm. it's always sometimes the person one person is doing like it's always doing a bunch mm-hmm. another person's not doing too much mm-hmm. and with that being said if like if they're not doing too much and if they're not a cheerleader you know they're just sitting at home they're worrying about what oh, this other person yes, is doing yes. so um it's like yeah i don't i don't have the mental capacity for that right right because i'm already have a lot going on and it's yeah. Just, yeah it's like yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. understand that. What I found is, luckily, you know, me and Pat, like, we're both artists, but we're we're different. Like, yeah. we don't do the, I don't do music, and he does music. So, yeah. I feel like if it were two musicians or two actors, for, for the most part, I do feel like that can stir some, some tension and jealousy, yeah. only because it's like, like, yeah, they're both doing great in their, in their aspirations, but, like, one person might have a blowout year the other person might not so that's where it's kind of like you got to give and take yeah does that make sense yeah that makes perfect sense actually so yeah and that's just how i I feel (laughs) like you can be you can be a power couple as long as y'all don't do the exact same thing because like y'all gotta be powerful in what you do but also like cheerlead for each other yeah 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 i mean perfect that's like a perfect perfect analogy so that brings me back to um like it's yo yeah i so i went out so i've been going out like you know meeting people and stuff like that but <laughs> i was telling a friend about this um, i don't know what it is i couldn't i couldn't explain it i could not explain this to you um some of my friends they could be witness to this i always have the strangest fucking things happening <laughs> i like when it comes to this because i meet I don't know what it is. I don't know if I have like some fucking voodoo on me or something. Oh no! But <laughs> I meet the strangest, strangest individuals, and like I'm not. I'm like I'm. I'm very. I'm very out there and stuff like that. But <laughs> for example, uh, I'm gonna give. A, I'm gonna give, a, give an example. So um, I got snuck into this club when I was 20, which that's probably one of the reasons why <laughs> I met someone that's made a strange individual. But like. <laughs> Um, I wasn't even, this is what, this was at a time to where I wasn't even looking to date or mm-hmm. anything like that. This was at a time to where, um, you know, I was just coming to support a friend and most of my friends, um, have always been older than me, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, kind of like made me into the person I am today. Um, but you know, she had just turned 43. Yeah. She had just turned 43. So she invited me to this old club called the Lizard Lounge. Oh, <laughs> and that's not an old club. <laughs> I mean, not old club, but like, 
Well, it, the only reason I say old because it closed down. Oh, oh, okay. I yeah, got so, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Like, am I like, old? No, 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 no. <laughs> when I say old, I guess I'm using the term old because it closed down. Gotcha. Not because no, okay. not not because it's, it's a, a closed, like yeah. closed place. Okay. Yeah, I should I should have been like, like sorry. <laughs> like, I love that place though. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Have you ever been to the church? I yeah, I don't remember if I have. I know I know about yeah. the church. Yeah. So yeah, I went to the, uh, <laughs> and it was my first time actually being there. Mm-hmm. So she was telling me that about it. Different. Was it yeah. on a Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very strange. So I was like, it's different. Yeah. So it's like so they say on Fridays and Saturdays or something like that. It's like just a regular club. Yeah. And on Sundays they call it a church and it's yeah, totally it's like, fucking different. It's yeah. very gothic and exactly. Emo. Yeah, I love it. And um, I spanked someone. Oh. I, I didn't know what the hell I was getting into. <laughs> and you I just were 20? I just huh? You were twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. They oh snuck me in there. So uh, basically, my friend um, who had like she had just turned forty three. She she literally knew like all the mm-hmm. staff. And where she walked, she I told her, "Hey, I'm here," and such. So um, it says twenty one and up. And I was like, "Oh shit, is that gonna be a problem?" She's like, "No, just come with me." And um, <laughs> she's like, so meanwhile, I still get carded and stuff because some people think I'm not even I'm not even over 21, mm-hmm. which is it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I get to the door and the guy's like, is this guy old enough to get in here? She's like, no, nah, he's with me. He's fine. And so, they, so they're like, so yeah, they wow. um, the reason I don't mind disclosing that right now, because they're closed. So, right, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I could I get in there. Um, you know, I was like. Wow, this is fucking different. I'm like, I'm just seeing so much all at once. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow. And I was like, um, okay, this is kind of cool. They played some cool music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, yeah, so I get in there. I'm dancing and stuff. And it's, what, I think it's like 11, 1130. And uh, my friends, you know, they, they, they were all dancing and everything. Like, because I love the music. I love the vibe. It was pretty fucking cool. I'm like, holy hell, it's hot. I got to get outside. <laughs> so I got to step outside in the smoking area. And um, some guy, he comes out. It's like, a, I think it was like a like a Middle Eastern Arabian guy. I uh, come outside. He's like, hey, man, what's up, dude? And uh, I was like, what's up? And I'm just, because I'm very sociable. So it's me. I'm just me doing me. Uh, he's like, hey, how's it going, man? He's like, I dig your hair, dude. I was like, thanks. And we like fist bump and stuff, blow mm-hmm. it up and everything. I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool guy. And uh, we're talking, we're talking, we're staging, um, we're talking and stuff like that. And um, all of no, out of nowhere, I don't know where this comes from. Like it just came like out of nowhere. He was like, um, we're, um, he was like, can I get you a drink? I was like, I wanted to say yeah, but I was like, yeah, I'm a pass, which I think I made the right <laughs> move. Um, so were you nervous that like something was gonna happen? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know, like yeah, because well, we weren't at the bar, so he was gonna like. Um, like, and that's the thing, like, cause I had, I had driven by, by myself and I'm not really a club goer at the right. time, mind you. Right, right, right. So I'm just like, kind of just taking oh, all this shit in. Oh, and you were underage. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. taking everything <laughs> in and keep in mind, I just spanked someone with a paddle and there's like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. So I'm just like, there's so much that's going yeah. on right now that I'm seeing. I'm just like, holy shit. Like there's people doing lines of coke in the bathroom. Oh, wow. There's like, it's just so much stuff going oh, on. Gosh. Like that just kind of. That's, that's like, um, what do you call it? Uh overload yeah like yeah and i'm just like holy shit and i'm just like i just have to like kind of step outside to kind of like recuperate and everything and um yeah he comes back out and we're talking he's like and out of nowhere 
he got closer, and I was like, eh. I was like, all right, man, you're kind of close. And he's like, hey, so he's like, yeah, man. Um, and you know, he's he talked like he's he's talking in English, mm-hmm. but it's kind of broken a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I can I can kind of understand him. I can understand him, but just I can get the gist of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And then he says something. And he's like, "Oh, you do the gay?" I was like, "Huh?" Oh. And then I was like, "I was like," and I looked around. I was like, "I'm sorry, could you?" I was like, "I don't I don't think I kind of I don't understand what you're saying." And it's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, my friend." It's like, "Do you do the gay?" I was like, "Keep in mind, I, the music's blaring louder oh, shit. Yeah. I can't hear. He's speaking in broken English." I'm like is this guy saying right now and then he slowed it down for me and then i like kind of processed it in my mind i was like oh i was like oh no 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 i was like i was like yeah yeah i was like i was like yeah i was like yeah i was like yeah um i was like um i'm flat i was like yeah man it's not i was like i'm just i was like nah man he's like okay it's okay sorry my friend he's like all right you have a good night wow walk back yeah i walked back in right and so um i'm dancing and stuff and I'm dancing and stuff, you know, I'm just dancing. I'm like, I see someone, I'm like, oh, she looks nice. And I'm talking. And as I'm talking, um, um, the girl, she's like, is that a friend of yours? Because he, he got, I, was, I was like, what? And I turned around, I was is like, oh, guy? yeah. I was like, fucking hell, this fucking guy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and to keep in mind, he's like, this guy has to be in his 30s. So I'm just like, yeah, this is kind of getting fucking weird. So, um, you know, I'm trying to, like, like, as guys, we're trying to, like, you know, at this moment, guys are a little bit different. I don't know how it is with women, but, like, we're a little bit different. So, I'm kind of feeling, like, I don't want to get confrontational because I don't want to be an asshole. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, I want to tell this guy, like, back the fuck off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm but, like. Trust me, women deal with it all the time. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So, I'm trying to tell, like, I'm trying to tell this guy, like, um, okay. Uh, I'm dancing and stuff, so I'm just like, okay, I'm just, I just keep dancing and stuff, like whatever. The night's about to get ready to end, and then he's just dancing, he's just dancing and stuff. He's like, hey, I'm like, oh, god damn it, man. I can tell he's drunk by this point. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So um, my friends and y'all walking to the car and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go and go home. I'm tired. <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. It's this is strange. Yeah. It's like all the people are leaving and stuff. So I'm just like, right. and I'm walking out. And the guy's like. Hey, my friend. He's like, oh, he's like, um, oh my he's like, God damn it, man. I can't shake this guy. So I'm getting ready to like, I'm going to fucking deck this guy in the face. But I was like, we're not even in a club anymore. So I'm going to punch this guy. So I'm like, I'm just getting ready. It's like, okay. Like, cause part of me, cause I used to box. So I'm like, um, I'm like part of me, like my brain's out of split. I was like, should I just fucking punch this guy? Or should I just turn around and just like tell him just fuck off? So I'm just like, okay. He's like, hey man, um, I'm going to this after party. You're down the cone. like. Oh my gosh, he's still trying. I was like, God mm. damn, this guy's relentless. Man. That's, how, <laughs> like, that's how most men are. I was like, this guy's <laughs> a fucking. I was like, I can now, I kind of can feel like I like. I'm sorry if y'all have to go through that. Like I <laughs> like, jeez, like, like yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, I'm yeah. like this guy's most fucking. Most men can't take a hint. <laughs> yeah, but like this guy was fucking. He was like the Terminator, man. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy, and you know, I'm sitting here. I'm just like, oh, fucking a. And I'm getting ready to get pissed. And for some reason, I don't know, like, the reason I'm able to keep my composure is because people don't know um, for boxers, which my registry is long done because I boxed a while ago. Once you get your hands registered, they're, we- they're weapons at this point. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't really just fight anyone. Mm-hmm. But you go, you, 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 you post their risk of going to jail because mm-hmm. you have registered hands if they, if they find that out. So I had I had to learn back in school to keep your composure because in, in high school like it, it was the worst, especially playing football 
like a bunch of guys with just um, testosterone and people mm-hmm. talking shit left and right. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn to keep that composure because you know, like, you have the capability of fucking someone up, but it's like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, stay reserved. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, do my meditation, do my breathing. Like, look, man, I look, I don't really want to. Like, look, I'm, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm, I'm going home. I'm just like, he's like, I was really firm with him. He was like, oh, okay. He, he finally decided to like, um, fuck off. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And, you know, that's... And for some reason, to this day, I don't know why. Till this fucking day. I don't know why I get attention from strange Arabian dudes. I, look, look, I look, I can't... I couldn't explain this to you. I, I, I couldn't explain this to anyone. And it's, it's weird, because another occurrence happened in the store. And I was just like, what the fuck? And prior to that, and like this whole time, like I haven't like like up until now, like um, before I was even trying to get back into dating, I've just had weird instances. Like even with some women, like I remember um, there was this instance to where um, I um what the fuck happened? I was in Deep Ellum, which I mean that that, that just says a lot right there. But mm-hmm. um, I met someone in Deep Ellum, and you know they started off really like they're really nice, really down to earth. We had a lot of similar interest. Really fucking cool. And, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know if she took some drugs and came back because she went to, she said, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. She came back from the bathroom and it was like, I met an entirely different person. Wow. I don't know what the fuck happened, but like. That's kind of scary. Yeah. It was like, so she, um, like she basically, uh, tried the, she got into an argument with this couple then she almost, uh, she got, I guess, kind of drunk. I mean, she didn't really have that much to drink. Then she almost fought this one girl. And I just, it was that. And there was something else. Like, then she, like, hit me. Like, it wasn't bad. It was just, like, one of those drunken slaps. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was just, like, a wild drunken slap. And I got slapped in the neck. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, God damn it. Like, I was fine. But this is, like, just... Up until that point, there's been a lot of weird fucking occurrences. So I'm just like, you know what? Um, yeah. And it's been all just based around like, just like dealing with people like in yeah, music. Yeah, how like, interesting. So I've recently decided, you know what? Maybe I just don't talk to anyone in the music industry. Gotcha. Because um, given the fact that I also run studio services as uh-huh. well. Um, another thing too. A lot of women are, are that are artists as well. They have an issue with producers and stuff like that coming on to them and stuff like right, that. Right, right. And so I was like, you know, to keep that level of professionalism, like, I strictly oh, yeah. keep... Keep it business. Yeah, so I'm just like... It just made me to the fact that, like, I really don't even want to date in the music mm-hmm. industry or anybody that deals with music because it, it's a conflict because it's like... You want to do business, you got to do business, but you can't be attracted to this person mm-hmm. either unless they feel the same way, but you, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very conflicting. So I'm just like, you yeah. know what? I just, I was like, fuck that. I'm not dating in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, like, like ever since my birthday mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I just like, sometimes I go bar hopping and I, like I met some, like I've met someone really interesting. Like we're not, we're not dating or anything like that we just like we just kind of like get yeah, to know yeah, each just, other yeah things. and we just start playing like a, you know like a, like a doggy date mm-hmm. just oh, just to, oh, yeah, so like, yeah so i was actually gonna ask you that was my next question before we we move on to the next topic is um you know what does your ideal date look like 
like your perfect date, everything's going great. That varies, actually. Okay. So, <laughs> like, so <laughs> it, it kind of depends on mood because the thing is, like, if I'm feeling to where, you know, I want to just kind of mellow out and just chill, like, it could be like a picnic at White Rock or mm-hmm. like, you know, like a picnic at a lake or like, a, like maybe a trip to the Arboretum mm-hmm. or anything of anything of that matter. Something more naturey, something more outdoorsy. But sometimes if I'm feeling like, you know, I'm just like super energized, which I am a lot of other times. Um, like I'm feeling like high energy. I'm just like, I'm very sporadic. I'm like, hey, you know what? I got these skydiving um, vouchers. Let's <laughs> fucking jump out of a plane. You'll be down to jump out of a plane. So <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing. So... Like my ideal date just it varies. Yeah, it kind of varies okay. on mood and it varies on the other person on the because other person, yeah. I know some like sometimes people like I've I've also been told, which I respect as well, um, that I'm a very like high octane person sometimes. I remember <laughs> um she she was a sweetheart, this one person. Um we were we went on a, a date or something. Um she was like, you're in it. She's, I'm, just, I'm not going to lie. Cause she was a little bit older than me. And cause for the most part, um, I've, I don't know I've always dated people older than me. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if it was cause I had older friends right, right. and that, that may have been the case. And it kind of like forced me to be a little bit more mature, mm-hmm. but I've always had like this, like child, like energy though. Mm-hmm. So it was like a weird, it was like just like this weird <laughs> dynamic. And so, um, the thing was, she was like, yeah, you're a cool guy. You're awesome. But you're just, you have way too much energy for me. Oh, so <laughs> I was like, and I didn't even feel bad. I didn't even feel bad about that. I was just like, I just laughed because I told my friends about it. And they were just, yeah, that sounds like you did. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <I was> like, <laughs> so it kind of just depends on like, now, now um, as I got noted, it also kind of depends on the person, whoever I'm dating as well. Right. Because um, the thing is, I know everyone's not like that. So <laughs> like... So I just like I was like not everybody likes going rock climbing, not everybody likes jumping out of airplanes. Yeah. So like, so yeah, I I have to um, you know like it, it kind of varies just like on mood and what the other person will also be open to doing. Okay. I just I, I just but I, I'm also I'm like I don't like doing the same thing twice. I'm just like like yeah, let's just like like it's like once we get to know each other, I'm like hey, let's try something different. Like you nice, know, yeah, that's you know, so. fun. That's fun. Let's let's move on to really talking about yourself, the business part, talking about okay. yourself as an artist. Um, so how can you tell us about how your journey began as an artist? Oh, you kind of talked a little bit about it with the, you know, doing or wanting to do gaming or the yeah. kind of college for gaming yeah. or game developing. Right? Yeah. Um, and then you were like, I think I want to do music. Yeah. yeah. So to start off, um, let me think. Okay, so it started when, you know, I was like 16. I was writing a little bit before. I was like, I was, had always been into English and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But my dad uh, was a musician. And, okay, wow. Um, he still produces to this day. Wow. Um, he produces a lot of my music. So um, I was going to say, your album Fubar. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. really good. The production's really Thank good. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, he actually produces a lot of my music and he's showing me every, uh, some of the things that I know to this day. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, like, he actually got me into it, because I remember when I was 16, um, you know, I had a very different, I think this is another reason I had, I used to, like, hang around older people, because my contemporary, my friends in high school, like, we weren't, like, 
friends because we're friends. We were kind of friends because of like proximity. Oh, and yeah. we lived in the same neighborhood. I gotcha. And we just happened to be in the same area. So it was like, yeah, yeah. fuck it, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we didn't really have the same music. Like, um, they, we didn't really have like the same like music taste. So, for example, like, they were, like, into a lot of the newer stuff, hip-hop that came out and stuff like that, and I was more of, like, 90s hip-hop and, like, Kendrick Lamar. I was going to say, so I was listening to FUBAR, and I was like, this has very, like, 90s, 80s rap vibes. Yeah. So that's very cool. Yeah, and it's, it's always, it's always been my, that's always been my style and something I've always, like, going for, and, um... So, the thing is with that, like, my friends, like... Yeah, my, my, my contemporaries, we didn't really have, like, the same music taste. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, I want to do something different. Um, plus, every I think everybody, I know at least in high school, has that secret playlist that they don't tell anybody <laughs> about. So, I used to listen to a lot of, um, you know, like, Justin Timberlake and, <laughs> um, you know, like, Britney Spears oh, and... um Yeah, I love Britney. Um She's she's incredible, um, you know, and like MIA and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the thing was, when I um, obviously if we're on the way to a house party, they don't want to listen to um, <laughs> fucking Justin Timberlake. Right. They don't want to <laughs> listen to Cry Me a River on the way to a house party. So like, so um, you know, I didn't like conti- the hip hop that was coming out at the time. So I was like, you know what? I feel like I can do better. Not not being pretentious or not being like not not being like not being like that, but I'm like I feel like I can do something different. So, you know, I start rap, I start making writing songs, and then like I remember one day my dad was in the studio se- session with my uncle, and um, and I was like, hey, what would you say if I had a rap? And he's very he's very like. My dad's really goofy, but he's stern too. So it's weird. So it's kind of tell. So sometimes it's kind of hard to tell. Like, okay, is he serious or is he, mm-hmm. is, he, is he fuck with me or not? I was like, uh, he was like, yeah. I was like, all right, go ahead, give it a shot. He said, but if it sucks, um, don't ever come back in here again. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like so. Um, to this day, like to mark where my journey journey began, uh-huh. I always keep my first rap song ever around on the computer Aww. and backed up. I Aww, always keep awesome. that around, and um. One day, I think once I'm famous, I will share that to the world just to show that. Oh, so it's not out yet. No, no, it's, it's <laughs> my so my very first song. The only people that know about it is people that went to school with me. Gotcha. So otherwise, it's not released. Mm-hmm. But I may release it when I like once I'm famous. I will release it just to show people yeah, like this is you where have I started. Yeah, yeah, like you're gonna have to start somewhere, yeah. and you may like not that. like where you started, but just yeah. remember where you started from mm-hmm. because you're in a better spot. Yeah. So it started there. Um, yeah, we used to record in the. We used to be in Garland, and we used to record in this um, at the house that I used to live in um, in this garage. So keep in mind we're in a garage, right? So and we're recording in June. So it is hot as hell in there. So we have fans and stuff going and all this other crap, and you know we just doing it how however we can. But you know, like what people don't realize like as that's the beauty of like you know children of thing and stuff like that which i know i was talking about kids earlier i know i said kids could be assholes <laughs> but the beauty i think the beauty of like children is like they they're like an extension of you and mm-hmm. they they see things in a new light mm-hmm. so it's like i was just like extending his legacy so mm-hmm. 
you know, he showed me everything that he knew and stuff like that. He would show me how to do this, show me how to that's do awesome. that. Oh, that's a great and, bonding experience too. Yeah, people. and it's and it's it was it's really cool. Um, and I kind of the only thing, the only downside is I I do miss that sense of discovery between me and him. Like because like now I'm a little bit more busier, so sometimes we can't sit down and chit chat like we used to. Mm-hmm. But like. As I work on my next project, I know we'll get that back. It's just like, you know, um, it's just so much that's going yeah, on. Yeah. So I basically started there and I would go around, you know, showing everybody I made my first song in high school, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing was, um, some people liked it. Others are, were like, eh, this doesn't, I don't know. A lot of people to this day, um, they don't even, like, they didn't even see me, like, as a rapper. They're like, like, you rap? Like, I thought you were going to do my finances or some shit. And I was like, dude, I, I, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> so, when I was showing everyone, and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm like, okay, uh, where do I go from here? So, you know, I just keep making music, keep making music. Until by then, you know, like I said, all that stuff with between college and like going over the military or boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, well, at this moment, I know I'm gonna have to choose. It was like the toughest thing because I like I know I love music. I love boxing. Like I think honestly, if I wasn't doing music, I would probably I would probably be boxing now still. Wow. Because um, I like I don't know. I had like I had like so much energy and it was like a good way to like I said express myself mm-hmm. and. I had all these decisions to, like, what exactly, what the hell do you want to do? Mm-hmm. So I sat there, talked to my parents about it. I was like, you know, what do you see yourself doing? What do you honestly see yourself doing? I sat there, thought about it over a weekend, and I made my decision. I was like, okay, I'm not going to school. Um, I am not going to the military, and I'm not boxing anymore. Um, so basically, after orientation, I just didn't go to school um I told my boxing coaches like hey this is um I'm done mm-hmm. um and the military they kept trying to contact me and I just did not respond <laughs> and the recruiter uh, yeah, yeah so and from that moment like from that moment on I just like start pursuing music and then um you know it's been an up and down journey like I said before the problem is it's like I'm either which I've been trying to focus and work on this. Like I'm either really extremely busy mm-hmm. or sometimes I feel extremely unproductive. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, um, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because sometimes I tell my friends like, yeah, man, I don't really feel that productive because I'm not like in a place to where I'm satisfied where I'm in life yet. So they're like, dude, you're only 20 something. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. But I was like, I'm not going to be this age forever. Right. So um, I'm always like, it's always this back and forth battle, you know, because I'm like, dude, you've done so much. But I'm like, and I always tell them, like, it's not enough, though. You know, it's always like, I, I always have to be continuously yeah. moving forward. So that's always the battle and struggle I have. Yeah. And so I'm just like, dude, because um, I work part-time at a doggy daycare for those oh. that don't know. Um, but I'm not happy there. Mm. So I've been there for like four years, three wow. or four years. So, yeah, most people don't also know that. Um, but I'm just, it's to the point where, like, Everything just feels like mundane. I'm just like the same thing. It's like I'm one of those people. Once I've learned everything, it's like you're like max your skills. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's like I've learned everything, and it's like um, I can't learn anything else. So it's like I don't don't feel I don't feel like I'm feel challenged. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it's like, and, and, and even within, it's just like, I don't know, like, um, believe it or not, it's just, it's just, it's, and I'm, I'm, I make enough to where, you know, it covers the bills and all the extra money just comes from, like, my own, like, mm-hmm. from music. Like music. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, like, my entire goal, which I'm keeping my word to this, because I made a, oh. I made a, I made a promise to my friend who's, um, a videographer, which you know him, is McKill. Oh, McKill Swanson. Yeah, he we're, is great. Yeah. He is such a great videographer. Yeah, so talented, so um, young. And that guy, what you don't know is, um, we've only known each other two years, mm-hmm. but between him, my friend Parker, my friend Devonis, and uh, my good friend Giselle, um, we and I feel like we have like the best, you know, the best bond, like with Aww. McKill, because. The thing is, um, not to just put him out there like that, but I remember a year ago, McKill, you know, we were, um, was working and stuff like that, and he was, like, tired of, like, you know, just these basic dead-end jobs, and that was only a year ago, mind you, mm-hmm. and he was working at part, he was working at working gigs and stuff like that, and he, he always told me, like, never feel satisfied there, mm-hmm. and then he decided, you know, like, a year later to, like, say hey I'm just gonna go all in with this videographer that was only a year ago mind Mm -hmm. you or I guess yeah it was a year ago Mm -hmm. or a year and a half now um because I remember me and him shooting a docuseries for me which that has yet to release Mm -hmm. and you know just watching him do that which I don't think I've which I feel like I've told him this but it's very inspiring because that's all in you know like a year's time Mm -hmm. And people don't realize how much your life can change in a year, yes, six months. Yes. It can change at a blink of an eye mm-hmm. if you want it to. Right. So that was my goal. Like, I've made a promise to him. Like, dude, by the end of this year or, like, the beginning of next year, I, I'm i going to be done with this job. And I'll be making my own mm-hmm. income for my studio services mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Which he's actually, uh, I have to give to him. He's given me a lot of business advice and oh, stuff as a good friend. Wow. And I've given him some advice yeah. as well, too, from all the time we spent together. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And he actually also was the one, the full bar video, he shot that. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we shot it in the fourth word, and it was a one-take video. So, oh, wow. Um, the thing is, what people don't know, um, a one-take video, so obviously, it's all in one shot. Right. The thing with that is, um, <laughs> it's... Basically, anyone messes up, you start over. Yeah. So, yeah. we did three weeks of rehearsal. How many? Sh- three, okay, three weeks of rehearsal. That's awesome. Yeah, not three weeks like back to back, but like it's like. Oh, okay. I just say I just say three weeks. Yeah, I just say two days out of each of those okay. three weeks. That's still a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this was. So, re- how many takes did did it take? Okay, I just know for a fact. We expected to be out there six hours. Okay. But we actually got it done so that we got it done in four. Oh, nice. So, I don't know how many that exactly was. That sounds like a um, lot. Yeah. Because it's mean, like yeah. a, what, five-minute music video, right? It's like, it's three. Yeah, oh, it's like three. three. Yeah, so. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, we got like, like three and a half, four hours. Yeah. So, the thing with that was, all the rehearsing we were doing, this was we, without the extras. We didn't have mm-hmm. the extras yet. Oh, okay. Because we couldn't get everybody there on time oh, all yeah. those days. So, yeah. it was like, okay. Look, we got to make sure we have this shit right ourselves. Right. So we would have me, him, and then our friend Parker come out and help. Um, basically, he would they would come out and help and guide him because got to keep in mind he's walking backwards, so mm-hmm. he's doing this. She's shooting, so he can't see anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
he almost fell one time oh. because he uh, he can't see. Yeah. So it's like he like tripped over a curb, but he's he's okay. So uh-huh. we laugh about it. Uh, Aww. So we had someone. We had to realize. Okay, we have we have to have someone guiding him. We also. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is it Swan or Swanson? Did I say it's Swan? One. It's Swan. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, so, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking. Okay. I'll continue. No, no, it's fine. That was just in my head. I was like, did I say that right? Sometimes. So sometimes. Um. um <laughs> I was thinking like, Ron Swanson. <laughs> I thought of Joe Swanson. Oh, okay. My family guy. Sometimes I call him Nickel. Oh. Just to mess with him. Like, but. Um, so yeah, we're shooting and stuff. So we have to make sure we time out the the lights, the street lights, mm-hmm. and we also have to make sure we pick a day. We have to make sure we, we pick a day to where it's the least amount of traffic in yeah. downtown Fort Worth. Gotcha. So we picked a Sunday. Um, we timed up all the traffic lights. We made sure we had a guide, mm-hmm. part of the film crew that was guiding him as he's walking, mm-hmm. so he doesn't fall or bump into anything. Mm-hmm. And we have to make sure all the extras are on time and lined up in the right positions. So. It was a lot of it was a lot of work, and I loved um, I loved everybody that was involved, all the extras and stuff like that, because everybody did like such a great job with the one take. Like um, we had a few slip ups, but for the most part, like everybody did their job like extremely well, and I was really proud of the visual. And that was his first time, you know, doing something like to that magnitude of the one take. And I remember at the end of it, it was, ended it, he looked at me, he was like. And I smiled at him. He looked at me. He was like, all he was tired and sweaty. He was like, I'm never doing that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh so, um, yeah. So, it was it was really, really yeah, fun. That's um, awesome. He's such a great videographer. I love his yeah. work. He, he's, he's really, like I said, it was in a year's top. So, yeah. anybody listening, um, um, your life, you'll, you'll be surprised if you hunker down and prioritize what you actually want, your life can change just like that. Yeah. So. Which, by the way, like, um, you know, how can, in your opinion, how can an artist take themselves to the next level and, and get to that point? What what sorts of practices or advice would you give? Honestly, what I would do is, for one, organization. Very mm-hmm. key. Something I've struggled with a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie, because I'm, like, very ADD. And sometimes, <laughs> like... That's that's even that even comes in the conversation to where I can be talking about something I can veer off and like oh shit I have to come back come back Roman come back but um yeah stay organized uh-huh. that is highly important because the thing is one thing I do um, I put myself on a timeline with certain things whether it's recording songs whether it's getting something done to line up a show mm-hmm. certain things because I know um, with the, with the music industry and a lot of creatives. It's like, yeah, I just want to make what I want to make. And it's like, I want to have fun. It's like, yeah. you can have fun, but if you want to you take... structure. Yeah, you, need, yeah, yeah. you, you obviously need structure if you want to take this to the next level. Mm-hmm. Because in the next level, it's like now you're coming into like... The business world. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're basically like in corporate America. And yeah. people run by strict timelines. They right. have deadlines. Right. So I give myself deadlines to kind of get wow. myself ready that's, for, that's for this. Because um, the thing is... It's if if you don't have any structure, any deadlines, you're gonna drag things out. Yeah. And things aren't gonna get finished. Next thing you know, something that was supposed to release in June, Mm -hmm. it's now September. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize, because keep in mind, we just got out of COVID. We're already almost in the middle of the year. Mm -hmm. So I try to plan things quarterly, Mm -hmm. like like how I want it. Um, I could be doing better, which you know, I always I'm always a lot harder on myself because. Mm 
who else will be? Mm-hmm. So, um, another thing is, you know, get some help, you know, whether it's having like, you know, someone that's, um, an assistant or something, mm-hmm. somebody to help you. I would say, I'm not going to say manager outright because you don't want to get a manager when you don't have much to manage. Right. Because right. the problem with that is, um, unless you have somebody, you know, that's a friend that's doing it. If you have a manager and obviously they're expecting to get paid, you're wasting money that you can be paying for marketing or any mm-hmm. other thing or merchandising because if you don't have a lot to manage, mm-hmm. it's like, what the hell are they going to manage? You're just basically paying someone to look at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like, no, yeah, yeah I'm just like, you, you have to have something to manage. So when you feel like you're overwhelmed That's and you're getting people, that. you know, constantly in your DMs right. about different advice and business ventures, it's like, okay, now it'll be a good time right. to get a manager. Right. Because um, a lot of times, once you get a manager, that can make or break you. Like, mm-hmm. for those that have watched the NWA film, um, that guy, I think it was Jerry, that whole um, hip-hop scene back then, like, he basically destroyed them because he was taking more money mm-hmm. than what they knew. Because, mm-hmm. for example, in that movie, um, all the parties, the tour bus, all this, stra- all this extravagant stuff... What they didn't know was all that was happening, they didn't know that was coming out of their checks. Mm. That's what they didn't tell, you know. So, you know, you got to be careful. Um, Be careful who you trust. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, stay organized. Mm -hmm. And another thing, too, just um, I encourage you, even if it's days to where you don't feel like doing a damn thing, which I'm trying to get better at this. I'm Mm -hmm. not perfect. I know I'm not. Um, Do something anyway. Do something very menial. Because the thing is, those small, menial tasks, even if they're boring, even if they're tedious, they build up to something greater. Like, just, like, do do those menial tasks. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of times, people don't realize another thing about being an independent artist. They think it's like, like, they seem the most uh, successful artist. So they mm-hmm. see a lot of, oh, it's shows. Right. There's, there's so much money, the fancy cars, fancy this. Mm-hmm. But they don't see the background of that. It's exactly. like, like they see the fruits of the labor, mm-hmm. but they're not thinking about the labor. Exactly. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. There's mm-hmm. stress. There's a lot of things that that has to be taken care of right. in order to get to the next level. Yes, um, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. You, you um, think of? Travel if you can. I just happen to look at that and see like, yeah 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 but no no that is also important because you know you can build network anyway um you can network with other people yeah, other places wow. yeah. um travel whenever you can um even if you have to go in with some buddies if you don't have a lot of money mm-hmm. you can you know pitch in with some buddies and y'all can set up traveling plans together um and get something done that way because that's that's monumental you can travel get somewhere else or even if you can't travel we're in the day day and age of social media. Mm-hmm. You know, network with people online. Mm-hmm. That's literally, um, what people don't know on a side note, that's literally how I found out about the Arlington independent music scene. Mm-hmm. Was through Instagram, um, Instagram you hashtags. You mentioned that, because I was like, how did you hear about this scene? Like, you, I felt like you came out of nowhere almost, because you're in Mesquite, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm in Arlington, we're in Arlington. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm seeing this this guy all around now. He, he knows all the people I know all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's, you said it's through Instagram? You just so, yeah, hashtag? yeah. Basically, it all started with one hashtag. Uh, it was Arlington Music Scene. 
And something, I got this advice from um, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, Gary V. Um, I would basically go on Instagram, because it's like we're using Instagram any fucking way. Yeah. So I basically would go on Instagram, take two hours out of my day, two or three, two or two and a half hours out of my day. I would go on Instagram, search up a hashtag, and I would just go by commenting on people's posts that I didn't oh, know. Wow. Like, And it wasn't just like a fire emoji or yeah. just an emoji. It was like a thoughtful comment that kind of engaged oh, with their posts nice. that would engage back. So that's how I found wow. Authentic Discourse. Oh. So Authentic Discourse, shout out to Darian and Ryol and Ronnie. Um, we really thought y'all broke up, guys, by the way. I was. I did it. I did not. I was sitting here I like... knew. So <laughs> me being a marketing person, like, we're not marketing, but just like, you know, being someone that loves marketing and stuff like yeah. that. I was watching what they're doing. I was like, you sly devils, you. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Oh, my gosh. So I was <laughs> like, so yeah, because they, they actually, I commented on their post and they yeah. actually said, yeah, you wouldn't budge, man. So, oh, so wow. um. So you met them first. Yeah. So basically, how the way I met them, this was AD twenty twenty. Their their award show. Oh, were you there? Yeah. Oh, I was there. Yeah. Oh wow. Small. So yeah. So um, basically, how I met them, I went to that award show, Mm -hmm. and you know, I was there, and I was like just checking out the scene. I was like, wow, I've never really just been out to Arlington. I was like, this is nice. They've got awards and stuff going for people. This is cool. So cute. (laughs) And. I met, that's how I met um, Leloon and, you know, Spoken Easy and everybody. I met all those people. Mm -hmm. And I actually, um, just networking, I met Autumn, I met, I met just all these creatives and all these cool people. Mm -hmm. And um, that same night, I also gave Trey from the Spoken Easy a ride home. Mm -hmm. And I gave him a ride home. After I gave him that ride home, I was like, um, I was like, yeah, man, I run this, I run this um, such and such, I run this um, open mic. Feel free to swing, swing by. It's like, all right, cool. Um, so yeah, from that moment on, I was in. I was like, I met all the, you met uh, all the other yeah. People so I just started networking, meeting all, all these That's other people, awesome. and and now now here we are. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. you're on my podcast. Yeah. So yeah, it was just like literally one hashtag. Yeah. And people were telling me like, oh, that's that's impossible. Hashtags don't fucking work. I was like, they work. If you want them to work. Yeah. Hashtags, what people don't realize, they're communities. Yeah. And with these communities, all you're supposed to do is you engage. Yeah. They're not something that you just post to have, you, that you just post just to post. Like, you actually, mm-hmm. these are actually small communities. How interesting. I, I don't even think about that, but now that you're, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking on it, that makes sense. So, I usually just hashtag, and I expect, like, my views to be found, but I never go in to look at them. Yeah, oh, so that's, that's, that's actually what how they're supposed to be used. Instagram actually made that, I think Instagram was the one to, you know, make that more prominent for me at least because it actually has other communities. So you can find like, you know, you go to the Dallas music scene and you may find a couple of posts that's using a similar hashtag. Or for example, if I use a hashtag for Freestyle Friday, what a Freestyle Fridays I have, uh, which is just um, extra content for me. I would use that hashtag, but I would go look in other people's freestyles, and it's like, okay, now you're embedded with the freestyle community, mm-hmm. and they know you, and they mm-hmm. love engaging with your content. Or, wow. for example, I collect vinyl. Mm-hmm. I use the vinyl hashtag or vinyl collector hashtag, and I have a lot of people from that niche, and that's wow. typically all you how so also how you find your fan bases and audience and stuff like that. Wow! It takes it's it takes a little bit of time, but it's only the way I look at it is it's only like. Just take two hours out of your day, try it, 
and you'll be surprised who you run across. How interesting. Yeah. Oh. Literally, that's another another thing. That's literally how I found out about my about the show I performed at in Austin. Oh, okay. I used wow. the same hashtag in Austin. And I was like, holy hell. I was like, um, I see y'all have this show. What's the details? And they gave me the details. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, they asked where I'm from. I'm like, I was like, well, I'm from, I live in Mesquite, but I'm from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 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 man. We'd love to have someone from Dallas here. And now I have networks in Austin now. Wow. So I literally, um, um, I literally have a fan. Um, she, she was actually in one of my, the docu-series, which is not released yet. She's actually mm-hmm. one of the docu-series. And, um, I met some artists down there as well, mm-hmm. who I also want to, when I have my next event, I want to bring them down to come to my next event I have and have them perform. Nice. So it's like what you people don't realize is you're networking yeah, in you different places. So connections. yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, like literally just had like, and I'm not saying that's all you have to do, right. but it's just like I said, it's that's so many. Yeah, thing, is it, yeah, it's just a small thing. Like it's very different. Like like I tell people, like even if you don't have much money, like it's possible. Like if you have a phone, if you have internet access, you have you're already in the door already. Mm-hmm. The money will come. It will come. Yeah. But if you have a phone and internet at an internet access, and you're an artist, you know, um, everything will come as long as you know how to talk to people, network, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and just go from there. Yeah. Nice. So. Well, I appreciate that. Let's let's take another quick break. Okay. And then we're gonna come back and um, talk about your five year plan and and some other things before we close out that episode. Gotcha. And we are back with Roman DeFro. And um, so we're going to talk to Roman about his five-year plan um, and what we're to expect to, to see from him in the next five years. So um, can you tell us a little bit about that, Roman? World domination. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, just like, so I guess like my, my whole idea was um, like for the next five years, like I, I want to do nothing but crush it. Because I'm, I'm 23, I'm still, like, at a good age, mm-hmm. and I even tell people, like, even if you're in your 30s, like, you're still young. Even even up to the point, you're, like, your 40s, you're still kind of, you're still young. Because, like, if, if you think about it, I don't, if you take care of yourself and you're healthy, your life expectancy goes up. Right. So, just say you live to 80, and you're, you say you're, like, you know, 39, 42, or something like that around that age. You're, you're only, like, a little bit over half of your life. So it's like, what are you going to do for the next 40 years? So I'm right. like, okay, I might as well get started early at 23 and just, you know, take some chances because it's the best time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, face a couple of fears and just and just try to crush it as much as possible. Um, and not to go back to the whole dating thing, but that's was part of the reason why I wasn't oh. doing it was because I wanted to take that time to, you know, like. I was hoping, like, okay, maybe I'll find my soulmate in finding my dream. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, that was the whole. That was my whole mentality. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, I like I'm now at a point where I don't um I don't like wasting too much time right anymore mm-hmm. because I'm like okay look um I live like the everyday normal life but I was like I now want more mm-hmm. because um on a side note with artists. Mm-hmm. Sometimes artists 
blow up too fast or they get, mm-hmm. you know, get too much recognition too fast. Yeah. And what ends up happening is they're not ready for it. Right. For example, right. like a lot of child movie stars, mm-hmm. the reason they spiral out of control mm-hmm. is because they got in, like too young, too quick. Yeah. And yeah. And they don't know how to, how to handle that. I mean, yeah. especially for a child's mind, even if you're like under 21, like even if you're in your twenties, you're still like, your mind is still like trying to comprehend things. Right. And you're not quite ready for it. Yeah. So it's just like, I wanted to, you know, it was good. Like, I always told myself, like, damn, I, I, like, I wish fame would come faster. But, you know, um, sometimes you you get what you ask for. Yeah. It's like, so it's like, I want to make sure I'm, like, well, actually ready for that. Exactly. So, um, like, I feel like I'm at a point now. It's like, okay, um, I've done, like, the everyday stuff, the normal yeah. stuff. It's like, now I'm at a point, okay, like. All right, now I want to actually do more. Yeah. What, what else can I do? So I think I'm like I feel like I'm ready now. So at this moment of my life, I set up a um, set up a five year plan, and it's nothing that I can just do like in one night. It's something that I gradually have to do, mm-hmm. like piece by piece, of, like to conquer my goals. Like um, I know I want to be in a position to where I'm not working for anybody anymore, mm-hmm. and I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's like the very first goal because mm-hmm. once I'm at a point to where I'm making my own income and I'm on my own terms yeah um that's like the first goal to you know that financial freedom and like mm-hmm. my own freedom to do as I wish financially mm-hmm. so that was one big thing and then um the other is obviously um I want I want like I want to start my own like I want to start my own business but I'm not sure what I want. I mean, obviously the studio services, that would be my own business, but I would want to do something else. Like since I've worked at a dog daycare, I was, I used to think like, okay, maybe I can do my own dog daycare thing. <laughs> but I'm at a point now to where it's like, uh, I think once I do leave, I don't want to deal with any more dogs besides my own. Gotcha. So like, yeah, I just want me and my dogs and just, that's about <laughs> it. So I'm just, I feel like I would do something, you know, with the music or, um, I haven't crossed that bridge yet, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the whole, the whole thing of the five-year plan is like me basically, you know, getting into the industry or to where I don't have to be a Drake or Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole or, you know, or an Elvis or any, or just, I don't have to be like a major prominent figure, but enough to at least to where, you know, I still can travel with my by my own leisure and people mm-hmm. still will know me and stuff like that. Okay. But that like that's the kind of things I want, yeah. and then to eventually, because um, as of now, I hate to say this, like being a musician, um, when you want to start things on your own terms, it's not saying you have to be selfish, but you kind of have to do some things to where you have to focus on yourself exactly. a lot of the times, yes. and then you kind of gotta you gotta give out some IOUs. And you got to make sure you you pay everybody back down the road. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want because I feel like, I feel like I'm always, I will always, this is not a bad thing, by the way. I I will always be in debt to my family, Mm -hmm. especially my father. Mm -hmm. I feel like the only way to pay him back necessarily is my success. Mm -hmm. And because that would make him, that would, yeah, that would make him happy. So, um, and it's, it's, I know, I know some people are saying like, dude, that's a lot of stress you're putting on yourself, but I'm like. At the same time, it's not, though, because at the end of the day, I'm like, what the fuck else am I going to do? You know, mm-hmm. this this makes me happy mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want to be doing anything but this. And at the end of the day, my father, he wants my happiness anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm not happy, then he's not happy. 
And I feel like, like I said, that's what I said with me, me achieving my dreams that will make him happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I eventually um, just want to make sure, like, my father and my parents are just, you know, happy. My family's yeah. taking well care of so yeah. I can start my own family. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, that's another big thing. And I know it's nothing that's going to be overnight. It's going right. to be very, um, it's going to be, it's going to be very, very, like, it's going to be tough. But hey, <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's worth working for, worth working for, it's gonna be tough. I'd say it's worth the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, for future references, I think this isn't within a five year plan. But I know, like, I won't be doing music forever. Mm-hmm. I would love, like, you know, just sit down and like either get into um, like voice acting or something okay. like that. Yeah, like nice. um, actually at my studio. Um, like my home studio services, my I had a friend who's we did ADR for some videos, so like recording all the sound effects and everything, mm-hmm. everything um, for the video. Which I didn't know it took so fucking long. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that because I'm so used to recording, you know, other musicians. You know, it's dealing with music, so it's very you know, straight. It's, I'm gonna say straightforward, but it's like very you're used to, you know, dealing with music, so. Mm-hmm. With this, it's different. It's like recording something for a film because you got to get all the individual sound effects. You got to get all the individual voices. We were working from like 9 p.m. to about 2.30 a.m. Wow. And we obviously took a couple breaks, but that entire time, like everybody's yawning and stretching. But I'm like, I'm like stoked. Like I'm happy as shit. I'm like, (laughs) I am loving this. And then that's that's what told me like, I want to do this for a living. Like oh. I love, I love doing this. Like it, I'm not tired. I'm like, yeah. this just makes me like just so damn happy doing this. And I told them like, hey, if you got any more projects like this, you know somebody else that has more projects, please just send them my way. Like, because nice. um, the thing is, like, the five year plan is just like a five year journey mm-hmm. and finding happiness and what I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I encourage everybody else to you know try the same thing, whether you're you know, 16, whether you're 21, whether you're 35, it's not, it's not too late to find what, find happiness and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like the matter of, you know, doing it. Yeah. Cause those are great words of advice. And I was actually going to ask you, you know, from who you were five years ago, right? So you were 18, just yeah. graduated. Yeah. What words of advice do you have for your 18 year old self now that you're 23? As far as, you know, what what he's going to be looking forward to in the next five years? Like, what, what kind of words of advice do you have? One thing, I would say, dude, don't stress. Like, don't trip. <laughs> like, one thing, like, what I would tell my 18-year-old self. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would say, like, dude, the future's coming. You already know this. Relax. It's going to come. Mm-hmm. And um, I think my 18-year-old self used to think, used to think like, Oh, when I get this older, I'm just gonna be famous. And right, super but I like, think we all have yeah, to like, dream. but you realize as you're doing what you're doing, there's a lot of more intricacies and yes. stuff like that that goes into yes. it. So it's like, dude, you're not even ready yet. Right, relax, exactly. you're not ready yet. Um, when it comes, you'll be ready. Like for as of now, um, dude, just relax. Cause when it, because <laughs> the thing is, for the people that do get famous, some people, some people are actually ready for it. Even at younger ages, with some people, um, when it when the fame comes, it kind of just comes out of nowhere. It just hits them like a train, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, when when that time comes, you'll be ready. Trust me, you will know the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? What else? 
Um, obviously, keep your dating life away from your music life. <laughs> keep those two separated because yeah. they can get confusing. Um, let me think what else. Dude, you're badass. Because another thing, this is something I wanted to also mention. Um, which I guess it can also go into the, you know, the mental health and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I can hold this one off. Okay. I'll hold, I'll hold. We're about to, we're about to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll hold this one off. I'll hold this one off. And just remember like, but just remember, dude, great things are coming. Don't get discouraged and get up, get out and do something. Those are song song lyrics, by the way. (laughs) Um, because yeah, I know like like sometimes like it's it's easy for me like like I said I'm one of those people that's like overly productive and mm-hmm. or yeah highs somewhat, and lows yeah yeah so for example um the, another reason I didn't like going out um like to clubs and stuff because my friends thought like wow why don't you like going to clubs why don't you do this what it's not because I was being boring it's because I know when I do go out like that. Um, if it's not an event to where I'm networking, if I'm just going out like that, it feels like a waste of time. Does yeah, it? part yeah. of that. If not only like not only that, but it wasn't only that because like like I said, I've met great people like as far as like dating wise, like at places like that. Mm-hmm. But so I'm fine with that now. But like the problem is, it's like once I go, um, sometimes I get kind of addicted to going out. Wow. So it messes up my routine. Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha. like when I'm one of those people, if my routine gets messes up, it's hard for me to get out of that rut. Mm-hmm. So I could be in a rut for like almost a week, gotcha. but that adds up. So I have to make sure to gotcha. like, I'm trying to get better at balance, you know, equilibrium. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, let's, let's get on to the next topic here. I know you mentioned you want to, you had something that you wanted to talk about with mental health. Yeah. Um, with everything that you have going on, because it sounds like you got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> How do you juggle everything, you know, and stay organized and stay sane? Um, so I'll tell people like this. There is beauty in the insanity. Mm. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, um, because with all of everything's going on, I know there is an end game mm-hmm. and I know that it will pay off. Um, the only issue is, is sometimes once you're doing all this work, you'll sometimes look and at all the stuff you're doing and you're just like, fuck, when though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When? And exactly. you're just like, um, I probably should wave at people more, but you're just <laughs> like, um, you're just like, when is it going to pay off, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing. Don't focus on the when, just focus on getting the work conquered down and getting mm-hmm. the work done now. Cause I remember working on everything I was working on. I used to try to like look at all the results and I'm always looking for results and reassurance, re- uh, like reassurance. And I'm just like, look, you, you're not going to probably get that right now. Don't worry about that. Okay. Um, it's going to come when it comes. Um, Cause my younger self, I used to love hearing like, Oh Roman, like, are oh, you so good at what you do? You're so this, <laughs> you're so this. But part of that, like, I'm still happy to hear that. But now I'm just at a point like, dude, that doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not in a position to where you're not happy at the moment, it doesn't matter what people are like. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but it's like it's almost like it's 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 irrelevant right now. Yeah. You still you still have ways to go until you're happy yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like, but I do find beauty 
in that insanity <laughs> or, you know, going through all of that, um, just having something to do. The journey. Yeah. I like the journey. And <laughs> another cool thing, uh, which I guess is, is also back, is just some advice. Um, another thing I found out about doing all of this stuff is there's a difference between being busy and being productive. Mm. Those are two fucking different things mm-hmm. that I didn't understand at first when I was mm. younger, which I'm glad I learned was because you can be busy fucking around, mm-hmm. but you can't be, you can't be busy. I mean, you can't fuck around being productive. Mm-hmm. Like there's a big difference. Like, cause sometimes when I was busy, I was just doing things that was taking up time, mm-hmm. but stuff that wasn't benefiting my career. Though. Right, right. And like, I thought it was, but it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're productive and you know, and you have a strategy, something to attack, you know what you're going to do exactly. Mm-hmm. You notice that you'll get better results mm-hmm. from what you want. Um, and this is no offense. This is another reason. Um, I don't go to the same open mics too often Oh, because not because some people would be like, damn Roman, we haven't seen you for mm-hmm. a while. And I'm like, well, the reason I can't go out all the time is because like, um, I go out, I go out at open mics strategically mm-hmm. because when I have like a new release or something like that, or when I, when someone invites oh, me out is yeah. because if I'm out all the time, I'm not at home and I can't, fuck your work. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't get yeah. shit done. And the thing is, it's like, if I keep seeing the same person here at the open mics, I'm like, okay, I'm networking with the same people. Right. You're so, not really growing. Yeah. Or and, being out of your And this is no, and this is no offense to anyone that goes to open mics, yeah. mind you. And I don't want anyone to take that like as an, uh, as an insult. No, I, but, I get it. Um, yeah. But I'll tell people if you want to grow, um, cause me and Makiel was talking about this. It's like you have to be around. You also have to be around people and get around people who will also grow right. with you as well. And that's also good for your mental health is being around other individuals who either think like you or yes. that are in better positions than you. Yes, yes, exactly. So, I completely agree with that second statement because you won't grow unless you're around someone that's at a better position, either more talented than you or financially better than you or yeah. anything better than you because you won't know where to go. You know, you don't have something to look t- towards. Yeah. So, wow, I like that. Yeah, and I've been trying to get better at that because sometimes I'm, like, so used to... I've always been this person to... Um, like, literally everything I'm, ta- I'm talking about, it kind of ties in together. Mm-hmm. Even with, like, the whole gaming and the dating thing. Right. The reason... It all ties together because I've always been this person to keep to himself. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, most people see me and they, like, they just assume that I have a bunch of friends mm-hmm. because of my personality. But I only have a very, so like, like, I have a lot of associates and people that I can talk to mm-hmm. and socialize with. But I have a very close-knit group of friends that I right. actually hang around. Right. And that I actually allow in my circle. I think that's part of being an artist and being a performer. You know yeah. when to turn it on. Yeah. That's, I think we all have to do that. And it's not saying that, like, we're fake or anything. But it's no, like, no, no, yeah. I mean, it's it's our job. Yeah. Literally, yeah. my job is to entertain people. Correct. Yeah. Outside of that. Um, and it's draining. Yeah. yeah. It's draining. People yeah. don't realize that, like, some artists just don't want to talk after they perform. Yeah. You know, it's not that they're rude. It's just, like... They just put out all their heart and soul. Like, yeah. let, let me give 
get some time to debrief and yeah. stuff. And yeah. And at so at my yeah. my first event, the Defro and the Bro show. Uh-huh. Um which McKeel, he did the videography for that show. Okay. Um it we like we were only expecting, you know, 30 to 40 people there and we got a little bit over 100. But the first, and this is this is our first the first event, mind you. So the the marketing was pretty good. So, you know, not only did I, because I had my you know my best friend and assistant, but she was running the merch table, and I did have ex- extra help. But I still was coordinating and hosting the event. Mm-hmm. Plus, I had to perform for an hour. Mm-hmm. So, coordinating a what five hour event. Plus, um, performing for an hour. That's a lot of fucking work. And I was still nice enough to, you know, go out. Because I was walking around, talking, socializing mm-hmm. people. Making sure they're having a good time. Which they were. Then I had to perform. But it's mm-hmm. like, by the time that was over with. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I want to fucking go home and crash. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I I had face paint on and stuff that my friend did for me. Oh, was it that um, camo face? Yeah, paint? Okay. I fell asleep with that shit on. Wow, <laughs> like you crashed. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm out of I'm out of here. But um, yeah, but another thing too, um, reason I brought that up was because people are always asked like, dude, how the fuck do you have so much energy? Mm-hmm. And I tell them like, um, because after the performance, some guy I get asked this a lot, which I'm not offended by at this point. Like, do you take anything? Or like, like what? It's like take any drugs or anything? Like, I was like, no, fuck no, man. It's like, are you are you, are you positive? I was like, do you want anything? I was like, no. But I'm like, um, I was like, yeah. The reason I'm, I have this much energy on stage and like, and because I think the whole drug, the whole drug um, connotation with musicians is because of the lifestyle and mm-hmm. a lot of artists do drugs. Mm-hmm. But me, the reason I have so much energy is not because not only because of my metabolism, it's because I live a clean bill of health like mm-hmm. I work out I take care of myself mm-hmm. as best as I possibly can I try to surround myself with positive people mm-hmm. and that has a lot of effect on you wow. as a performer okay wow um rehearsals help as well obviously yeah, but yeah. but for the most part me taking care of myself working out you know getting exercise eating right yeah that goes a lot that goes all into it okay when did yeah. you realize that all of that was important for your life as a performer well, because, so, I remember, you know, um, I was, I was, like, 19, um, I was, like, 19, 20, and, you know, at the time, I remember when I was performing, I used to just stand there, and, like, because I was getting comfortable with the stage more, but I was like, okay, for me to get better, I, I gotta start rehearsing and get better, so I rehearse at home, mm-hmm. um, sometimes, um, I'll jog and rap my lyrics at the same time mm-hmm. so I can practice breath control, oh, okay. um, so all these things, it's just like being a great, I'm not just saying performer, but being a great performer to me is just like being a, like, it, it reminded me of boxing, it was mm-hmm. like being a great athlete mm-hmm. because you have to put on the show, especially if you're yeah. doing hour-long events or something like that. Yeah. You have to be able to put on the show. So when I realized, okay, um, this is like I had background with, you know, being an athlete because I, um, I played football, I ran track, I boxed, and I did powerlifting. Not all at the same time. But <laughs> it was a season. Yeah, they, were, yeah. they, were, they were seasonal. But um, it kept me in a clean bill of health. And I noticed like, oh, like not only with working out, Cause I used to be super scrawny, but I would always get compliments on like my physique. But the thing is, um, with that, 
for people that like I encourage anybody that hasn't worked out before or if you're trying to get into working out don't go crazy especially don't you don't have to go crazy start off very small mm-hmm. um and for those that have never worked out before sometimes for some it's going to suck and for others it's going to become addictive because um for the ones that it be, that it becomes addictive you're kind of you're kind of in a better position because it's gonna, you're going to want to work out more but for those that don't want to work out it's more like that don't like it and it, it sucks and it hurts mm-hmm. Just remember, at the end of the day, the end result is you're you're gonna feel better mm-hmm. after, and you're gonna you're gonna look in the mirror, and it's gonna boost up your self esteem. Wow! And this is coming from someone that had self esteem issues, mm-hmm. um, which ties in another reason I didn't grow up like the beginning of my time out of high school. Like my um, mess, I was dating someone, but like for the most part, I didn't really get into dating because I had self esteem problems. Oh, okay. Uh, which I'm like, I don't have any problems admitting because I think at I some point, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, so that's important, especially for for men, you know, um, yeah. male vulnerabilities. Yeah, so yeah, important. yeah. Um, I'll tell people like it's it's just it's all life. It's some it's some things that people don't it. Some things guys don't admit and right. don't want to admit to. But I was like, I remember I had a problem. You know, I had like bad facial acne. I used to be mm. scrawny. I didn't talk to people, mm. and um, I got made fun of for it. Right, and. At the end of the day, like, for a certain period of time, like, it kind of affected me. Mm-hmm. But as I started getting more comfortable with myself and I mm-hmm. surrounded my, myself with better people. Yeah. Um, I started kind of, like, you know, it bring it started bringing out more of my better personality. Exactly. And not only was I able to, you know, come to terms with how I am, mm-hmm. part of, you know, facing your insecurities is sometimes, you know, just laugh at them. Mm-hmm. You can just fucking laugh at them. Yeah. Cause um, <laughs> one thing about it is, if you can make fun of, make fun of, or laugh at your own insecurities, it's like you kind of take that power away from yes. anybody that that talks yes, shit. Yes, exactly. So that's, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your skin looks so good, by the way. I Thank you. Not even. Thank you. I, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, um, so you blossomed. Oh. Yeah. Well, so you're like, well, yeah. That's. That's another. That's a part of also taking care of yourself yeah. because, like I said, I had really bad facial ac- acne, and like I just start drinking more water, yeah. um, and I start eating. I start eating a lot better um, yeah. instead of going out eating processed food all the time, mm-hmm. which I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of hard, especially being a musician because mm-hmm. we're always out a lot. Yeah, that's and very late hard. Night, yes, yeah, yeah, and you'll find yourself like, holy fuck, that turkey leg looks good. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit. And it's just like, oh, fuck a cheeseburger right now. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah. So, um, another thing, too, uh, which helped me do better, like I said, with the self-esteem, like, mm-hmm. you know, start taking care better of myself. Mm-hmm. I started cooking more at home, which mm-hmm. um, which actually is how I start meeting more people and meeting more dates was because I was a good, I was a good cook. Mm-hmm. So, like, and that helps a lot. And... This is advice for um, guys out there in particular. Uh oh. This is advice for you in particular. So, dude, I don't care. Obviously, take care of yourself, but dude, personality makes up for a lot of fucking things. Personality is key. This goes in the whole mental thing. Oh so the gosh. thing is, if you're not confident, that was another thing. I wasn't confident with my with myself because. Uh-huh. And that was another reason I wasn't attracting the right people was because mm-hmm. not I wasn't confident. I didn't know how to express myself. I was mm-hmm. awkward and I didn't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. 
And if you struggle with um, talking to people, the first thing I would tell you to do is, like, luckily, I mean, I got into gaming. I started chatting people online. Mm -hmm. What I would start doing is, is, you know, like, if you got a couple friends, a couple of buddies, talk to them first. You know, just say, like, talk to people like they're your buddies. Uh Or if you're scared or it makes you anxious, which I used to be like this. Mm You know, just walk in someone's general direction. Don't, I mean, don't do it like Jason. Don't, don't fucking creep anybody out. But like, just walk by somebody and give them a friendly gesture, like a head nod or a oh, little yeah. wave, mm-hmm. and start from there. Just do that. So nonverbal. Yeah, nonverbal. Cues, yeah. Your nonverbal cues, and then someone that you're thinking about going to talk to, just go up and say hi, or just something or small. A compliment. Yeah, yeah, just like just something like that. Mm-hmm. Start that way. And then you give off a compliment, you know, somebody may have be having a shitty day and that mm-hmm. one compliment could have brought up their day. Yep. And then they may be even more open to speaking to you. Right. And if you do it confident enough, you never know yeah. where that may lead. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously that goes in the mental, the mental part, mm-hmm. physical part. Obviously, take care of yourself, eat better, mm-hmm. work out anytime you can. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're only going three days out of the week working out mm-hmm. or even if you're just taking a walk. Mm-hmm. Sunlight is hella important. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Like, because if you're just like an indoorsy type, even if you're like an introvert and you love it at home, just step outside for a little yeah. bit. Take a little stroll. It, it helps. Yeah. Kind of gets mm. you just, you're, I mean, your blood moving. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, feel more free instead of trapped. Yeah. Look at that free relationship and self-esteem advice from Roman Defoe. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> and this is, like, this is coming from a guy, literally, um, I used to get... Look, dude, this is coming from... Specifically this, for yeah, you. Yeah, like, dude, like, well, like, well, the reason I say that is because I, I know dudes sometimes have a lot of times expressing themselves. And oh. they're not like, they're like, yeah. especially like some people I know grew up like, because I grew up like this, like I had a bunch of fucking macho right. dudes around me all, all the time. So they taught you to, you know, be tough and be oh, strong. Gotcha. Don't show much emotion yeah. sometimes. Gotcha. And... Like, that can have an effect because that can have an effect on you growing up. And then some people don't, some guys don't know how to express themselves. Right, right, and yep. that's one thing I do Very admire true. women for. Like, mm-hmm. y'all express express yourself way better than we can. Because sometimes <laughs> some people are like, like, I remember I had this problem. I used to be like this kind of blank or I was just like kind of shut off. Even yes. though like sometimes I want to say something, but. You just don't know how to? Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, like I wouldn't know how to. I just, or the words just wouldn't fucking come out. Like yeah. I want to say something, but I'm like, I can't fucking, it won't That's come so out. interesting. So yeah, like it's not, and it's not the point. It's not the fact that like people like that, they're not trying to be assholes or anything. They just don't know how to say things. Just keep yeah. in mind, I grew up in the gaming culture. Right. And I grew up with a lot of guys who they didn't really get much attention from women. They didn't really get much attention from their counterparts or their or, or anything like that. So they were just confused, and that can affect you and go into your adulthood. Right? Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, I'll tell you, just like confidence is fucking key. It's very key as well. Like, boom. And, so, and then, so I'm right. just gonna add, you know, be confident with your awkwardness if you're awkward just know that about yourself as long as you know yourself and you know your foundation that confidence will shine through you know know your know your faults know your good traits know so much about yourself that no one can tell you otherwise because then you know like you were saying you can laugh at yourself you can say yeah i know that about me yeah that's not gonna affect me because i already know it you know so just that confidence comes with knowing who you are as a person yeah yeah and she she one hundred percent said that right. I couldn't have said it by my, better myself. 
Yeah. Keep in mind, I'm a guy. I'm short. And <laughs> there's like, there's no fucking change in that. Oh it doesn't goodness. matter how much I work out. It doesn't matter how much how good of shape <laughs> I get in. I will forever be short. It's in my jeans. I can't do shit about that. So the thing is, oh the thing gosh. is with that, with me, with like, if you have some flaw about you, it's, it's cool. Dude. Like not everybody's six, three, right, right? Not everybody, not everybody is um, not everyone is a fucking like um, a fucking Kardashian. It's right. okay. Yeah. This is for anyone that has like you know self esteem problems. Right. Like not everyone is like that. Mm-hmm. So like the thing is with me being short, I can't fucking fix that. <laughs> like like I said, I can work out. I can go to the gym. I can get. I can stay toned. But I cannot fucking fix that. Right. I can't fucking right. stretch. Right. So it's like I'm I'm co- I'm comfortable with that though. I remember like my height was always something. Aww talk people talk shit about all the time and i'm just like now i'm just at a point um i encourage y'all to read this book too it's called the subtle art of not giving a fuck by oh, mark I've manson it's a really good read okay. i love the sense of humor um and it's just like you know a lot of things man with mental health as well you gotta not give a fuck about right you right. gotta not get there's certain things that you can't give a fuck about because someone's always going to get a, have an opinion. Mm-hmm. I was talking to, I was on the phone talking to my friend, um, Moetic Justice mm-hmm. on the phone and we were talking about exercising and stuff like that and she was asking for some advice mm-hmm. and you know, um, I used to be super, super scrawny, super scrawny and they're like, someone, someone, I remember, someone said, um, what the fuck did they say? It was very funny because, um, they're like, you're like a, you're like a, skinny toothpick but you're oh short God. and I was like and it was very fucked up but it was funny though I always had a good sense of humor cause I talk just as much shit so I was all <laughs> like I, I really didn't give a damn so um the thing is you know I start working out like I start bulking up I start eating right and then you know what they said next they were like dude you've gotten you, you, look, you look nice now man I remember like a couple years back you used to be like super skinny like now you just look great and then, then the next question was like, "Do you take steroids?" Oh my gosh! Are I'm just you like, serious? so yeah, it's just like, so you, you can't, can't win. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So it doesn't fucking Someone's matter. Yeah. <laughs> Someone always yeah. has some fucking shit to you say. Know, on that note, like from a, a woman's point of view, like I, like I'm Asian, so like Asian yeah. jeans are naturally like you know petite, short, yeah. things like that. Yeah. So when I was literally 11, 10, 11 years old, like I'm freaking going through puberty and yeah. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm toothpick skinny too. Yeah. Not that I wanted to be, yeah. but like people would call me anorexic and yeah. like just say all these things. So I was like, okay, fine. And so I started eating more purposefully and then I got, you know, a little bit more weight on me. I was actually a little chubby at one point in seventh grade Yeah. and people were like, wow, you've gained weight like in negative connotation. So I'm like, I'm either anorexic or I've gained too much weight. Like yeah. I cannot win. So yeah, same yeah. same. I just kind of just stop caring about other people's opinions. Yeah, someone's always gonna have something. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm glad you said that because I was talking to someone. She was one of my she was one of my friends, and she was she had she had something similar, and she was asking me personally. Like, do you think I'm too anorexic? Do you think I'm too skinny? And I was like, for someone my age, oh my I feel gosh. like, and I was like. Look, like yeah, the fact um, that she even had to ask that. That's yeah, really sad. I was like, that's. I was like, you shouldn't. I was like, that's fucked up because the thing is, as far as health, when it comes to your health, you should be happy to where you're. Like when when it comes to the physical health journey mm-hmm. about you know getting in shape or getting toned, you should be where you want to be. Like you like, 
I think, um, because remember, I had another friend, like, um, she was, like, she was, um, she was a a big fan of the Kardashians, and I was like, yeah, and it's like, yeah, and it's like, it's like, they don't just set, they don't set the standard, they're beautiful women, but they don't set the standard for all beauty, like, you look like how, you look how you want to look, and sometimes what you don't, what you don't know is, a lot of people that go through all this stuff, all these like physical changes, they're still not fucking happy. Mm-hmm. I remember watching, you know, my 600 pound life. Um, and there was this person like they, like they lost a lot of the weight and they were better, you know, but they still weren't happy. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show like, it's more to it than that. Yes. So I told, what I told my friend, I was like, look, okay. What do you feel? Do you like, like, um, by the way, speaking of which, um, just because you're skinny does not mean does not equate healthiness as well. Right, exactly. That does not equate healthiness yeah. either. So, and I was telling like, because um, I know some people that are like you know super like like that that like on their skinnier side, but they're not you know healthy or in shape because mm-hmm. you know they're they're eating bad and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So I told her I was like, okay, I was like, what are your goals? What do you want? You know, at the end of like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I would tell anybody that's trying to get into working out. It's like, oh, I just want to be toned and stuff for the summer and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, you already have, like, a very petite size. Just eat right. Take care of yourself. And at the end of the day, just make sure when you're working out, you're doing this for you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Not what everybody else thinks. Even though the compliments are nice. But at the end of the day, this is your journey. This is for you. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't, like, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um yeah, for anyone that's struggling with that, this this is coming from someone um, that had self-esteem issues. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it, I'm not going to lie, it affected my dating life because right. I used to think, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know, like, mm-hmm. is this, do I have an issue? Am I that bad looking? Do oh, I like... Yeah. And I, I used to that. talk, like, I used to have, like, talk so much, like, be so fucking hard on myself and talk mm-hmm. so much shit about myself. I mm-hmm. thought, like, I thought I was hideous. I thought, like... Yeah. But the thing is, take care of yourself and just have that confidence. Go out and talk to people mm-hmm. because what you don't know is you don't know who you you may you may attract somebody way out of your league. Listen, <laughs> whether whether you're a male or male or female, whatever you are or whatever you're attra- attracted to, look, this is what I encourage you to do. If if you want to get in shape, go for it. If you want to, cool. If you don't. That's also cool. Just take care of your body and, you know, build up your confidence. You know, like I said, like try to talk to people, small social cues. Yeah. And you never know your confidence. This is what I I would encourage you to do. Go to like if you want it, if you want it, if you're feeling this confident, you're having some self-esteem issues, you know, work on yourself, build yourself up. And once you feel like you're comfortable enough, go to the hottest person in the bar <laughs> and fucking talk to him. You just don't know. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You may be able to talk to someone way out of your league or in quote unquote out of your league. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Someone you thought was out of your league may be right up your alley. You don't mm-hmm. fucking know. Sometimes we sell we sell ourselves short right, as exactly. individuals. Exactly. Because we're like, oh, they're just, this person is so beautiful. They got this. They got this going for them. Like, you never fucking you never know. know. You never know. And just to kind of, um, you know, add on to to what you're saying is 
I personally feel like, okay, so I also had a bunch of self-esteem issues as well, similar to you, like, you know, skin issues, all this extra stuff. And so, like, I've literally, like, sat in front of the mirror crying, yeah. you know, that type of self-esteem issue. Um, but what I found is once you are confident in yourself, just by even knowing who you are, yeah, it shines like you when you you can tell when someone you know is confident and it like their inner soul kind of shines yeah and that's to me what beauty is what you see from the inside out as opposed to physical because you know beauty is so subjective it's everyone has different tastes and it's like art you know everyone's beautiful but different ways of beauty. yeah so once you get that confidence, once you learn about yourself and, you know, are comfortable with in your own skin, that's where your I feel like your beauty shines. Like you can just some people are so magnetic only because they're they're just so self aware. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I one hundred percent agree. Yeah. One hundred percent agree. Um, I've never I think especially like in today's society, um, I don't like I've I've never really just experienced any other like just been in another country experience their culture but like i know like an american culture um some people like we have, we have this certain terms of beauty like mm-hmm. we put certain people on pedestals mm-hmm. and stuff like that but it's like that does not that does not equate to beauty like like if you're attracted to someone and you feel like they're beautiful be attracted to whoever the fuck you yeah. want to be um if, especially if they're not Unless it's harmful to you, then that's the in that in that case, um, yeah, probably stay the fuck away from that. But uh, <laughs> like, yeah, but like, if you're attracted to this person and they're good for your well being, it's fine. Cause I remember, I this is really fucked up. Um, Cause you know, people don't believe it or not, high school, like going through school, believe it or not has we like we spend so much time in school that has a very adverse effect on people right. and still people graduate high school and go out to the real world with high school mentality yes, still yes and i remember someone um a good friend of mine well i'm gonna say good friend but like it was like a it was like a good friend it was like a friend hey it's i thought that was leilun but mm-hmm. hey h- hello anyway <laughs> I, th- I thought it was late i swear i thought that was leilun but um yeah i remember um there was someone I knew who broke up with someone because their friends thought they they weren't in the same league. Oh my god! Just because of their friends. Oh my! And but god. they were happy together. Yeah. They were happy together. That's like that song by Avril Lavigne, "Skater Boy." Oh yeah! <laughs> I just thought about that. And yeah, it's it's it was really it's sad. sad. That was the saddest like, thing you're because let your friends control your life. Yeah, and then like the fuck to think about it, like. I'm not going to lie, um, in high school, um, a lot of the football team was toxic as fuck. Um, mm-hmm. even, even to the point where some of that shit, I'm not going to lie, it would rub off on me to the point I was like, yeah, that's why I didn't hang out with them outside of school. Mm-hmm. Besides oh, the football field and besides like in class, we didn't, uh, some of us like, not, that's not all, that's not the entire team because I still got good friends that, was, that played football, but a lot of them... You know, we're, like I said, we're guys in high school, and there was a lot of toxic shit going on. But a lot of them, you know, um, it it was a bunch of like bullshit going on. And I remember another instance, like you know, like I said, like knew someone that broke up with their girlfriend because they they thought like you know their their buddies were like 
shit talking them and shit wow. for Davis person. They were like, oh, you can do better. You can do better yeah. and stuff like that. And it's just like, he was happy though. Yeah. And then he found someone different who was quote unquote more attractive. But what ended up happening was, um, the guy, I mean, the person that he was dating, one of his, well, former friends, I guess now, end up, um, she ended up cheating on him wow. because his friend was more attract was attracted <gasps> to her, mm-hmm. and I'm like, also, that's why I tell I was tell like like that's this ugly. is guys and women don't fucking yeah. don't fucking um, go for someone just because your just friends cheap. think they're your yeah. friends or think they're attractive. Or just based on looks, really, it's all about yeah. personality, in my opinion. Yeah, um, but also, we're all gonna fucking get old and wrinkle yeah, away anyway. Exactly, so. exactly. Like, I I always say, you know. Quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, if that even makes sense. Um, well, thank you so much, Roman, for joining me. No I, I had a great time talking to you. I feel like we had a lot of similarities with everything that you've talked about. Yeah. Uh, before we close out today, um, just a couple more things that I want to ask. Okay. Where can our our audience find you on social media? So everything's the same. It's Roman DeFro for everything. I try to keep it simple as possible. Um, so that is R-O-M-A-N-D-A-F-R-O, Roman DeFro. That is everything. Um, you can find me on social media, my music, all all across the board. You're on all streaming platforms for your music. Yes. Your most recent album is FUBAR? Yes. Okay. That's my most recent project. Um, I do have some... Um, I know for those that listen to Fubar, it was very dark. It was very grim. But for those that didn't like, if you're not into that kind of thing, um, it was very, like I said, very dystopian. I do have my next project I'm working on. Um, and I expect a single sometime in June, July. Oh, okay. But it's going to be like more electronic vibes and dance vibes. So it's going to be a different, a definite switch up. Nice. So. I'm excited for that. So that's going to be a summer release? Yeah, more than likely cool. um, summer. Any upcoming shows that you have coming up that you want to plug in? So, yeah, um, I do plan on throwing an event. It's just, it takes time to get that stuff together. So it's um, TBA. Okay. Um, so besides that, like, you, I also have, um, I'm putting out a new merchandise line. Which you can also find on Teespring. Like this hat that you brought over? Yes! Nice. Yes. Um, <laughs> of hats. Um, we're going to be having t-shirts and stuff like that. And um, I decided to go through Teespring because it's... For anybody that's trying to get into merchandise, whether that's for a podcast, whether that's for your art, anything. I would highly recommend Teespring for t-shirts because everything is... Um, I forgot the term they use. It's drop shipping, I believe. And you don't even have to physically have the shirt shirts. You can basically order a sample to see how it fits, which I think I think they use Hanes 100% cotton. Okay. But your fans or anybody, any of your supporters, they order directly from that website. It goes straight to them. You just nice. you just um, upload your artwork. Nice. It's that simple. Okay. And then, um, what is your Cash App or Venmo, or you know, how can people oh, support you? Okay. If, like um, you? if you like. To be honest, it's um, it's also Roman DeFro. It's okay. all, it's all so Roman DeFro. Yeah, Roman DeFro. Or at yeah. Okay. But if you really want to support me and you like what I do, I would just highly encourage you to um, hello. I would just highly <laughs> encourage you to just you know just buy some, just check out some merch or just listen to my music, nice. or um, cause that that that's all support at that point. Nice. Yeah. 
Alrighty. Well, okay. So my final question for you, okay. I know we've talked a lot, but what mm. words of advice would you have for anyone out there that's listening to us right now, who's working on their journey as an artist or a musician with all of the experience you've gained from your personal journey, what kind of advice would you give them? To be honest, if you're an artist or even, um, Hey, what's happening? If you're an artist or even fuck it, fuck just being an artist, fuck us. Right. But it's <laughs> like, even like, so on your journey, Look, what you're going to realize, it's going to be tough. It's going to be harsh at times. It's going to be beautiful. And it's going to be luxurious at times. But don't get caught up in either or. Don't get caught up in either one of those. Just fight through the fucking journey. Because at the end of the day, you can't stop. Mm -hmm. And certain things you can't give a fuck about. Mm -hmm. Because life is way too short. Way too fucking short. Um, I lost people close to me that... um, Sorry, this is kind of it's kind of it's it's kind of personal, but I lost you know a cousin who wasn't even thirty yet, and she had two children. Wow! And she was only twenty nine. Wow! And so what I tell people is, you know, um, life is very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, do what you can in the time that you're here. It's like, what will you be remembered for? And I'm not saying you have to go and be the next Bill Gates or you have to go to be the next Elon Musk or the next Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is be the best you. What does that look like for you? At the end of the day, you define your own happiness. Yeah, those are great words of advice. Very, very empowering. Well, thank you so much again for being on my show today, Any Roman Defoe. You drove all the way from Mesquite. Yes. I really appreciate that. No, it was, I, like, like I said, I enjoyed driving. Plus, this yeah. was worth it. It was yeah. definitely worth oh, it. I I definitely yeah. enjoyed my time here. Um, some of the things that I've talked to on this podcast, for anyone watching, um, um, for, anyone, for anyone watching, like, some of the things I've shared, I haven't shared on any other podcast wow. yet. Like, it's so, if you don't want to know some things it's more personal. about me, yeah, so, yeah. like, yeah, so. Wow, I got the, I got the inside scoop. Yeah, <laughs> like, you get me going long enough, like, <laughs> I think, like, yeah, it's like. Yes, well, thank you so much again, and, you know, everyone out there, make sure to follow Roman DeFro on all his social medias, and stream his music, purchase merch, you know, support your local artists, and. Of course, make sure to like, rate, and subscribe to Tape This, which is found on all streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And stay tuned for my next episode in June. So as always, everyone, stay safe, spread love, and like anywhere you can. Bye. Adios.